Hello, 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 hello. Episode 37 of the Stagler. We're really out here being 37. So pretty soon, we're going to need to get that old podcast prostate exam. Showing yeah. camera right up there in a few episodes. Sure. Episode 40, whatever that episode's going to be, um, is going to be the prostate exam episode, I think. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. That'll be great. But uh, guys, we're back. I'm Justin. I'm Nick. And uh, I've decided, personally... I took just I haven't told you, yep. but I made the executive decision that we would start having a new segment on the show, which I think is just really, really exciting to me. Okay, to have a new segment. I mean, everyone likes new exciting new stuff. segment. Let's go. So as you know, this is a biweekly show. Biweekly, as in every other week, not twice weekly. Right. Um, so I thought we could start at the top of every episode with a special segment called Fortnite. This Fortnite. This Fortnite. And oh, this Fortnite. You know, it. and it's like we're just. Always talking about what's up with Fortnite recently in the news. And so, like, I'm sure that something really fun and exciting has been happening. And I know you keep up to date with a lot of that stuff. I'm always on so, top of Fortnite. Like, I say let's kick off this new segment. I'm so happy. I mean, this has been a dream of mine since the show started um, to have this segment on the show. So I'm really happy. Wow. Our producers have been, like, so helpful with this. That's and, fantastic. Um, let, let's kick it off. Why, why wait? Fortnite. This Fortnite. This Fortnite. Uh, congratulations to all involved um the great martin luther king jr is now in fortnite congratulations awesome okay, you can okay, play okay. martin luther king jr in fortnite wait well i don't know if you can play him can <laughs> okay. you, can you is play he as a him? skin because <laughs> i don't think that's i don't think he's a skin that would be bad that's really bad i don't think he <laughs> i'm sorry but there's like but there's an event. He has a concert. He has an event. It's a commemorative... A concert? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's an event. It's like a you go and you... They, I mean, really, the people playing is mostly kids. Maybe a lot of them, you know, this is stuff that they need to know. But um, it's like there's like a screen or whatever, and he like does a speech or something. That's oh, okay. the That's the gist I got from it. I don't know. I just saw that he was in Fortnite, and I saw his Fortnite model and i was like yep right well that's, well that's here's the thing i saw like an ad where it, it was his model from the fortnite and it had like ps5 in the corner i was like that feels so weird that's awesome um i got the impression that um the they had to disable emotes during it because they didn't want people to be disrespectful which makes sense right but here's the thing um fortnite obviously has a bunch of properties and stuff and so when you're kind of like doing all this licensing deals, like there's certain kind of rules that like, you know, maybe, you know, you can't just delete stuff for, for whenever because you have a contract that you assigned to. And I, I had somebody tell me that um, currently they had, they're working with DC right now. Okay. You know, Detective Comics, like Batman and stuff. Yep. And I heard that uh, Catwoman is like a skin or something. Sure. And so she has her own emote. And um, do you know what weapon Catwoman uses? It Gun, she the is, scar, she the gold. The no, the character, the character Catwoman. Oh, her claws. Well, that, and she has a whip. Right, yeah, the whip. And so there's a whip crack emote. Oh, and they can't get rid of it. I've been told. So some unsavory types have been using that to uh, do what they do. And I mean, when you have a game that's mostly children, how many of them are going to be sensitive? It's so weird to do an event that is so obviously able to be like pranked what's the word <laughs> fucked with pranked. you know <laughs> but it, it, it's just such a weird i don't know the whole thing but 
It was wow. definitely an interesting headline to read um, on Twitter one morning. Epic Games is just really going for it. Really it really is epic, isn't it? It's, it's very epic. It's very epic indeed. But uh, I, I think I'd feel more comfortable if we wrapped up this uh, segment. Yeah, that and sounds good. I think we're never going to do this segment ever again. Until next Fortnite. Maybe. When there's new Fortnite news. Who knows? We'll see. This Fortnite. I like it. I think it's sellable. You it know? is. I think we can clip that. Clip that mods? Clip that mods. Clip that. Anyway, uh, for real, guys, this episode, our spotlight today is going to be on Japanese films. Just a handful of sort of kind of random films. I mean, a few of them are definitely uh, very impactful films, and the other ones are just kind of the ones we chose. Uh, for whatever reason, they're not very happy films. That's just kind of how it turned out. <laughs> it, it's not our fault. Because we both just picked some separately. Then when we came together, they're like, are any of these we're, like, we're attracted good? to despair, I guess. I, I guess we are. I don't you know. know. What are you gonna do? But regardless of that, they're all good films. So no worries there. You know. Some even great. Some even fantastic. Some maybe say. perfect. Yeah, some even Daijobu. Sure. I think that means actually I think that means fine. So that'd be like an insult. Yeah. I don't think any of these. Daijobu that's what they say when they're like, Are you okay? They go like Daijobu, right? I don't know. That's what uh, I don't know anything about Japan. <laughs> or if I do know anything, it's through like anime. And we're all dressed up today. If you're listening to the uh, to the thing, Nick has got an Akira shirt going on over there. there go. I'm wearing a shirt that if I cover half of it, looks like it might say anime, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. <laughs> but it might. But it might. And even Marilyn is getting in the in the spirit of things. Yep. That's very it. cool. Very cool. Very, very cool all around. But um, until then, why don't we just start off like we do every week with our weeks, our fortnights? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Weeks plural, not weeks possessive. And much. Weeks to be plural honest. and possessive. I did, though, why I had one thing. I did one thing. Oh, I, I finally, after what feels like forever, which it probably was. If anyone mm-hmm. has the tally of how many episodes this took me, I finally finished the sh- uh, community. Ah, uh, community, nice. Yes, I finally finished. It's the sixth season show. I finally did it. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I've talked about this show a lot. It's good. It's a good show. Oh, it's still good though. It is. Season six was fine. Oh. Um. Well, okay. So here's the thing. The, f- I guess I can talk about the show as a whole. The first three seasons are absolutely incredibly hilarious, awesome, funny, uh, very well written, mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Then season four happens, which is honestly really bad. Oh, season four is bad. Okay. Very not funny most of the time. Apparently, I found out, I guess, that they like changed like directors and like the writers, or there was like a writer, writer strike, strike or something I during think. Like, the, that season. So that's why that was like bad. And then season five came back and they brought the original person like back. So that's why season five yeah. was like better. But in season five, we lose Chevy Chase and uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, rest in peace. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of sucks because they're both very funny. Okay. And then at the end of season five, we also lose. Uh, I sorry, I can't think of the actress's name, but Shirley from the show. Her name is Shirley in the show. Okay. We lose her too. So now there's only like four or five left from the main crew, and they. Bring in like new people to try to like. Uh, fit never in. works. And that, the, has that ever worked? 
No. I'm trying to think, like, last season, bringing new people in. Maybe, like, second season, like, sure, that would be fine. But, like, has anybody who's ever been brought in in the last season been like, what a great addition, and I'm happy. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. So I didn't even mention this when I talked about season five last episode. They put in Jonathan Banks, uh, the great Mike Ehrman Trout. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was in season five. He's not in season six, but he was in season five. He was pretty funny. Okay. So that was cool. I that didn't is, mention that. That is a cool detail. And then in season six, we add another character. I don't know her name. I can't even remember her name. So, Aww. and there's another character that I don't remember. I think his name's Elroy. He was all right. Okay. Um, but season six, it was kind of like season five. It had its moments. It has some of its not moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty all right, and I thought the last episode was actually very good. So the last episode, what? No, continue. Last episode. Okay. It's basically, I thought it was a pretty clever idea. It's basically, so the whole show, the, one of the characters, Abed, is basically very like sentient that they're in a show, and he's always like, we're in a show, so I'm going to do show things, and okay. can't wait for the next season, or like, hey, we need to do this because it'll progress this week. Very meta stuff. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the, the very last episode, he's like, they're all sitting at a table and he's like, this is the end of the show. So we need to all do like a pitch of what season seven would be or whatever. So the whole episode is like each of the characters, like coming up with their own idea for like what season seven of the show would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. And there was, you know, some funny stuff or whatever. So there's no like plot. What do you mean? Like I thought they would like, graduate or whatever well yeah they're done with okay, school okay okay <laughs> i was like i thought it'd be like the they're done the yeah they're done with school and they're all yeah. going their separate ways now mm-hmm. okay but that was like they're like imagine you know mm-hmm. if community could last forever right but it can't because life is finite yes um and then there's a very funny joke that ken jong made he plays chang mm-hmm. and there was a part where Abed is doing his cool, cool, cool thing. And he was saying, like, cool, 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 cool. And he was like, I did one cool for each season. And then Chang was like, do it again. And he was like, cool, 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 cool. And he farts during the fourth cool. And I was like, oh. wait, I'm confused. And then he, he like, says, he was like, I farted during the fourth cool. That's an inside joke. And I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. really funny. That is pretty funny. Because, um, obviously, the fourth season was not good. Yeah, that's sad, too. Um, and, obviously, the Russo brothers, like, worked on the show mm-hmm. a lot. And there's a lot of funny, like, in the last episode, they're, like, talking about, they're like, and these crappy Marvel movies, <laughs> I don't want to watch them anymore. Yeah. Like, there's just kind of a lot of stupid stuff like that. Um, but it was cool. And I, I definitely would recommend the show to anyone that likes funny shows okay. I, I guess i don't know if you like comedies watch it. it's very cool very hip so uh, is it more irreverent or is it like deadpan or is it uh uh anachronistic what the comedy is it slapstick no i don't know i don't know how to explain comedy okay it's probably irreverent then if you can't explain it okay <laughs> well it would be like I don't know. It would be like, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. It's a weird show. There's a lot of weird things happening. It's kind of what irreverent means. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, cool. It um, was cool. I don't know if I'm ever going to check it out anytime soon. If I do, you don't have it would to. be a surprise to myself. It, I wouldn't say it's a must watch, but I would say if you like, you know, Donald Glover. Comedy know, shows can be a hard people. sell for me and for whatever reasons. Me too. Yeah. Being honest. So. Mm-hmm. Was but, that it this week? That was it. I feel bad. 
Okay, I didn't do much this week either, so I don't know. Because first off, I just want to say that I finished what I brought up last week, which is Code Gay Ass. It's done. There's only 50 episodes. I watched all 50. How's Leiluch doing? Leiluch? He, uh, you know, he's a very interesting guy. Uh, this, I thought this show rocked. I thought it was fantastic from start to finish. I don't think there That's were any like. bumps along the way. The one thing that is weird. No bumps? Well, there's bumps. But they, but they accentuate the bumps on one specific character, like, throughout the whole show. Leiluch. No. <laughs> the, the, the super fighter mech pilot girl. Oh, okay. And uh, that, that's one thing where I guess it's just an anime thing that you always have to get used to, of just being like, yep, they're going to show ass shots of this, like, high school girl. But, like, really, is she even in high school anymore? Because it's like... Well, no, she is, but, like, she's... they. By the time you get to the second season, it's like the high school is gone. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the we just do fighting now. There's no classes are being skipped, whatever. So that's just a culture thing that you just have to overlook, I guess. But um, other than that, the characters are all pretty interesting. There's sort of a not a revelation, I guess, because it, it's not something that necessarily you have to wait until the end to understand. But it's something that by the end you'll definitely understand if you did kind of miss it. And it kind of puts everything into a slightly new perspective when you think of it through that lens. Obviously, I don't want to spoil it because I want you to watch it because it's a fantastic show. I will. Um, but I, I can't say too much without spoiling. Other than I think the way that it ended was 100% completely satisfying. And honestly... By the time last episode, where I'd only watched the first half, I was kind of like, if it doesn't end like this, it's a bad show. But then it ended the way I wanted it to, so I was like, yeah. Nice. Good. It's a good show. Um, but, but what can I say? Lulu, she's a very cool... There's movies I know. I don't know if I'm going to check them out, but I think there's movies too. Oh, nice. So I might see what those are about if I get the itch to, to revisit Lelouch and Suzuku. Is Lelouch like Eren Yeager? I've heard a lot of people say that Leiluch and Aaron Yeager are like very similar. I believe I said that last episode even. Oh. Um, and I would say yes, but here's the thing. I don't know. The, and actually, I have an idea because I've heard that the ending of Attack on Titan made people mad. Uh, well, it, it's divisive. The ending yes. of Attack on Titan is very, will be very divisive and it will make a lot of people angry and make a lot of people happy. You said that you were happy with it. Um, for the most part, for the most I, part I think it's it. I think it's a good ending. But I don't think it's great or fantastic. I think mm. it's good. I feel like this the way that this series ended and the way that series ended are very similar, except maybe they went different ways. You know what I mean? Again, I don't know the ending of Attack on Titan, so I can't really say. Well, basically, just... what happens is oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> Soon enough, soon enough I'll know. I've really thought about reading it a, a bit, but I, I've staved it off. I don't have too long to wait anyway um, to figure out right. how it all ends. But uh, I get that impression that the endings are could be kind of a, a similar vein. Because I, I don't know. I mean, this was like 2008 when the ship came out. So I don't know what the talk about it was other than people in retrospect go back and will say, yeah, it's a great show. Um, so if people were mad at the ending of the show back then, they'd be wrong. <laughs> but right. whatever. I think it's a great ending. And all the characters have happy endings. The, the, the There's just like 
few, very few minor things that quote unquote don't make sense kind of they can okay. be explained away and there is an explanation but it's kind of like all right that's like oh that's kind of far-fetched okay you know what i mean but um if you don't let that get your way because of course they can be explained um then you'll find the ending entirely satisfi- satisfying wonderful although maybe it is a little bit optimistic i would say if, if I had to say one thing, but that's fine. We love our nihilism here. Yes. I mean, as you'll see later on. Yes. And I watched one movie. Uno. From like 2018, I think. And it was all the hubbub back then for a little bit. There was like a month when the movie came out that I remember a lot of people talking about it. I'm talking about Love, Simon. And this is a movie about uh, a main character kid. in high, I don't remember his name. Simon. Oh, you've seen it. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, but I was just assuming. Yeah, Simon, and he's he's a closeted homosexual in like high school, and he's texting Bluebeard over email or something. Bluebeard, yeah, the pirate or something. I don't know. They had like screen names or whatever. Okay, They're, no, it was just Blue. I think it was just Blue. It's like, oh, thanks, Blue. You really helped. I didn't me. know if Bluebeard was, was like a One Piece thing. It might be One Piece. That's there's like, a lot of One Piece things. Never doing One Piece. Um, anyway, this movie was good. You know, uh, I can see why everyone was like, oh, it's so nice because it's a sweet movie. You know, it's like he has all these insecurities like, oh, I can't come out of the closet. Blah, blah. And then he does. And everyone's like, OK, that's fine. And then the movie kind of ends. Not, there's a lot more to it than that <laughs> because he's trying to, like, find the guy that he's right. talking to because they both are, like, struggling with the same thing. And his situation's like, worse than the main characters. But whatever. At the end of the day, it's a movie that doesn't have, like, hate crimes in it. Yeah, so so it, nice. It, it's nice to just watch and be like, oh, this is cool because it's relatable on the level of all the insecurities, but doesn't actually like act out any of them as some sort of like a, a, a torturous device for the film to like get you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Love Simon, that was good. Nice. It's not high art. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, won't, I don't think I'd ever watch it again, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Simon. Hmm. I feel like that was a reference to something. I, I, nope. Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yep. Alvin's you like, got it. It's fine, Simon. We'll sing the "I Want a Hula Hoop." Okay. Yeah. You don't know uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks? I know it from the disaster movie. Alvin. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. It got it. Evil. It got it. <laughs> That's a funny movie. That's a funny movie when you aren't watching it. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for um. Are we? Yeah. So now weeks. it's time for the news. We have the news. 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 Uh, very important news right oh, off the yeah. bat. Right off the bat. Okay. Something very important to many young people across the world. The world. Ultra Instinct Shaggy has been. <laughs> I know, just saying the just name. Just saying his name is like, could summon him. <laughs> he has officially been made canon in the universe. Okay, but is he? So that's amazing. So in any of the future Scooby-Doo flicks, yes. if the ghost is really bad, mm-hmm. Shaggy could just Ultra Instinct blow up the whole planet <laughs> yeah. and win. What have you... I have personally my favorite Ultra Instinct Shaggy meme that I remember seeing like a year ago or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and it was... Um, the uh, Matthew Lillard, I think, the live action actor... It was like a behind-the-scenes thing where they yeah, just put yeah, their yeah. own text yes, over yes, it. Yes, yes, And he was saying, like, the rumors aren't actually true. 
usually I'm actually using 87% of my power, not 3%. And he's right. And then his eyes glow and he says, your mistake was thinking my limit was 100. (laughs) 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 It was really, really funny. Uh, But yeah, that's cool. He goes and he like attacks Scorpion or something. Yeah. And the intro animation to the new Mortal Kombat animated Animated movie. movie. Uh, Shaggy comes out and gets Scorpion in Ultra Instinct mode. And he's like, yeah, good for Shaggy. Good for him. Um, Anyway, (laughs) in more news, there was a trailer that dropped. There was a trailer. The most watched trailer ever. (laughs) Wow. It's what I saw. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. There's a lot of stuff around it. Of course, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. A teaser trailer, right? It was a teaser just a teaser teaser trailer and it was like three minutes long yeah was it a teaser i don't understand how that's a teaser but whatever then the normal trailer is going to come out it's going to be like two minutes and 15 seconds Mm -hmm. it's not even going to show tom holland (laughs) (laughs) anyway the trailer came out what do you think so here's the problem Hmm. people are going nuts for this trailer nuts like they're like yes and then there's me and you and plenty of others. I, in yeah, fairness, probably. Who are like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and it's so. I remember seeing a tweet about someone taking a screen grab from the trailer, and them being like, "How can people say Marvel movies look flat? Have you seen this shot?" And it's just like a shot of Peter in the Iron Spider armor, like on top of a car. And I was like, "Cause it's flat as fuck." <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> And it's like, just because there's a rainbow in it doesn't mean it's like interesting, you know, framing. Yeah. Uh, It looked just, it looked bad to me. Like, I know it's a teaser trailer, right? I wasn't very impressed either. It was bad. And the the Doc Ock reveal, um, of of course, from Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi film. Yep. um, Showing up at the end and going, hello, Peter. That was good. (laughs) Oh, yeah? I think so. Did you see that meme? Oh, there's a meme. Well, there's a meme where it's, he comes out of the smoke and he goes, what? Infinity Stones? Thanos? Peter, wake up. It's 2004. I'm going to throw a fucking car at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, And uh, his reveal is like, literally, he's just standing there. You don't even see his arms attached to him. They just come out of the smoke and then he like appears. I don't think you even see them attached to him. I don't know. And then he just says, hello, Peter. And it's like a completely basically black smoke background. And he's just like sitting there with the little black glasses. And he's CGI. And he's CGI. And it's like you could have at least done something like he has arms. You could have made him like hanging from something or like have something in the background that's like Doc Ock related. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like do anything kind of interesting with the characters like motifs. Yeah. And but instead it's just he comes out of smoke. Yeah. And then the other thing that got me was at the end of the last movie, oh, they, it's obviously revealed who Peter Parker is. Yes, he or is. Or who not who Peter Parker is, who Spider-Man is. Right. Spider-Man well, is Peter Parker. It goes both ways. Right. Um and I was like, "Oh, okay, that could be interesting in the next movie." But and then this movie literally is... in this trailer, they like one of the first things they show is he's like, "We're reversing this with Doctor Strange magic." And yeah. I was like, Okay. Right. It's like, okay, we could have done... I want to see, like... I guess it's an okay excuse. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I get it. Doctor Strange does magic. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, and he could... I see him being the one to be, like, arrogant and being like, oh, yeah, I can do this. No problem, kid. And wanted to, like, show off. Yeah, I get it. But it's just 
not what I would want to see. Yeah, and I don't know. It does. It does just seem like a weird excuse for the whole thing to the multiverse thing yeah. to kick off. You think it'd be it, something it, more important, right? It, it almost feels like there was no reason for him to be revealed. As yeah, Peter they Parker. could have just made it something else. <laughs> yeah, there could have been another reason. Yeah, but what, that's not like not a huge deal. Just a little kind of a nitpick, I would say. <laughs> Depending on how it actually goes down in the film, like what the ending of the movie is, you know? right? So uh, you also get to see a uh, Green Goblin bomb show up. Like just his body. Right, and I think there was like a Sandman thing too. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I only watched it once and I just read Twitter for a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, because we we already know that it's at least Green Goblin, um, Doc Ock, and I think Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man is supposed to show up. Right. Um, So we know that. And then at this point, I mean, it's all but footage of the other two Spider-Men. Right. Um, That would be cool. If Miles shows up. (laughs) That would be cool. That would actually be like, Wow. Like, really? hold on, like a live action Miles, or would they put in like Spider Spider-verse verse Miles, and he's like animated? <laughs> and that'd be, that would be like wow. That would be really cool. It would be, but what are the chances they do that? Zero. They could bring all of them. They could bring Miles. They could bring anime Spider. What is what's hers? Um, uh, I don't know. It's some sort of. Like, they could do Spider Gwen, Spider Noir, Spider Pig. Mm-hmm. That would be sick if they all rolled up. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. They were all animated. Yeah, that would be, be cool. That would be cool. Um, you do have to wonder if they're going to use this as an excuse for another Spider-Man. Because, I mean, um, Tom Holland has his three movies now. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I don't know what he said about portraying the character for however long. Because, I mean, they could milk the cow for literally forever. Right. You know, of Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man has so many villains that, like, it's ridiculous. Um, so who knows, maybe they would use this as an excuse to be like, oh, look, this is, well, they already, but they already have a Miles Morales because they put Prowler in uh, Homecoming. Prowler in Homecoming. Because it was um, Aaron. In homecoming or Far From Home? Homecoming. Uh, yeah, because remember, it's uh, Donald Glover. Remember, he's at the car and he's like, hey, that was Homecoming, right? You're asking me the wrong person. And he's like, hey, I need to pick up my little nephew. That's Prowler? Yeah, it's Aaron, whatever his name is. Oh. Remember Prowler from... I, I know who Prowler yeah. is, but I didn't know that, that Don Glover was supposed to be Prowler in that movie. I didn't know. Yeah, I think so. And um, so they already set that up for one. So it's not like they could use this to introduce Miles, a live-action Miles. Or at least if they did, it wouldn't really make much sense. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that this movie is going to have... Further reaching repercussions than the other two, as far as the cinematic universe goes. Because if he really is supposed to be, you know, the new Iron Man stand-in, um, which a lot of people are upset about, and I can't say I'm that happy about it either. Um, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Yes, probably. Well, because we already know that there's the Doctor Strange multiverse mm. of madness. So if this movie like creates the multiverse, then I guess yeah. It'll be pretty important. Yeah. But as far as like Spider-Man himself, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? I'm exhausted. I never liked this Spider-Man that much to begin with from the very start. Funny thing, actually. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but it has to do with Marvel. Shang-Chi just came out. And I know some big spoilers oh. for Shang-Chi, if you want to know. Do we want to spill? Everyone in chat, vote now. <laughs> One for yes, two for no. <laughs> 
Well, I'm seeing a lot of ones. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of ones. A lot of so ones. there's a three. What does that mean? Huge, like literally gigantor spoilers for Shang Chi. If mm-hmm. you care about Shang Chi, just skip ahead like a minute. Yeah, we won't talk about it long. Uh, so basically, I saw that it's revealed in Shang Chi that the real Mandarin mm-hmm. is like gonna be like. I guess one of like the main villains for like this act of Marvel. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the real man. That is actually really important for reasons that go beyond movie. I don't know. Universe. <laughs> That's just what because I saw. I heard that there was a big deal with China not wanting to have anything to do with this character of Shang-Chi because of that villain and it being sort of like a racist stereotype when it was conceived. Oh, I you know? know, so I was told that Marvel was like, oh, no, that that person's not, just in case somebody <laughs> like what's the spoilers or whatever. That person's not in this movie at all. And they're like, OK, but if you're saying that, then they're like lying. That's just something I saw on the Internet. Right. Because you remember in Iron Man 3, they had the character, but it was a fake out. It was just like right. an actor or whatever. So that's interesting that um, they'd be doing that. But OK, sure. So somebody... Go see Shang-Chi because we're not going to do it. I don't think anyway. I don't know anything about um, that character, that villain, really. Other than I was previously under assumption that it was uh, Doctor Strange kind of adversary. Interesting. But I'm not certain on that. Okay. Um, Well, that means they'd be pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Someone go see the movie. Add us on Twitter. Email us. Let us know if we were right. Or if I was right. It's not me being right. It's just if I was informed Informed correctly. Informed correctly, yeah, sure. Informed responsibly. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Movie looks bad. (laughs) Not very Not not Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi looks fine. Apparently it's Um, good. People people seem to have liked it. That's great. But the Spider-Man movie doesn't look good to me. But I never liked Spider-Man. So who cares? He just... Why can't he punch somebody? When was the last time that Spider-Man punched somebody? He like just... I don't know. That's stupid, but... I want to see him throw a punch. Spider-Man. I don't know what to say to that. I think he punched Thanos, and that's like it. Well, he did, like, kick. Kick, flying kick with a Yeah, and he does teleport. the webs, and he does the... Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of Spider-Man... Okay. Venom, Venom, Venom. Venom, 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 Venom. Let there be... Ah. Carnage. Ooh. Follows formula with a PG-13 rating. We want the director's cut R rating, like in Batman vs. Superman. Yes. In Justice League. Please. We want the Snyder cut. Um, it is weird when Dang. you take a film that... Uh, is the the character's like a mass serial killer as far as i know uh carnage uh cassidy whatever his name is i forget cletus cassidy i think cletus anybody named cletus is bound to be a murderer <laughs> right um and it's gonna be a pg-13 kind of fest you, you'd want to see him tear into people and have them explode into bits and whatever That'd be kind of like, yes. that'd be giving the villain the kind of gravitas that this psychopath, I feel like, would deserve. But who yeah. knows? Maybe they could be creative with it. Because you don't necessarily need, like, blood and gore to be vicious, you know. It helps. <laughs> but you can definitely pull it off. Do I think they'll pull it off? No. But you can. Yeah. Well, it's just weird because I don't even know why they would do it. Because we already know that the R-rated 
superhero movies are successful. Right. It's something that's already We've been already had like multiple R-rated, extremely hyper-violent mm-hmm. Marvel movies that have made millions successful. and millions and millions of dollars. I think all the Marvel movies would be better. Where is the NC-17 Venom Let There Be Carnage? <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's... Uh, Right, because Deadpool, Logan, Joker, right there is huge numbers for those movies. Right, you know? yeah. But they just want to play it safe, I guess, which is so weird with... Because this is already so separate from the higher Marvel. Yeah. That if they even wanted to experiment bringing it into... I mean, I don't know if they'd ever bring it into regular Marvel, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, since it's this little offshoot, you kind of had your hopes up, but now, sadly, they decided no. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. You win some, you lose some. I'll still see it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see this one. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Which is so interesting when you think of everyone excited for you know what? Just just since we talked about that, it's honestly surprising to me that there isn't like a bigger counterculture to Marvel movies. And it's already like pretty big. But to me, most of the the you know, opposition to it comes from like movie lovers to me most of it i see is people who like movies tend to not like the marvel movies as much as like your everyday person who will see a movie every once in a while you know right um i expected at some point for there to be like a nerd counter clash like comic book nerd people who were like the og people back you know back then to eventually get fed up and be like Oh my gosh, they made fun of me and now they want to go see Captain America. Ugh. In my day, he was a B hero. Everyone wants to go to Comic Con now. Yeah. I honestly expected like a counter like a, a counterculture of being like, I reject yeah. the superheroes now because now it's popular. That's its own villain origin story. Yeah, it could be. Like Syndrome from <laughs> in the Incredible. Yeah, or Titan <laughs> from Megamind. Yeah. Yeah. It's Megamind. That's a good parallel. Um, but honestly, I uh, it, it has surprised me that really most of the main criticism comes from people who seem to appreciate film majority by the majority. Um, I don't know. Do you have any kind of take on that? Like, do you agree or? I do agree, actually. Yeah. When you brought it up, I was like, wow, I guess I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, there should be. Yeah. We are creating the, <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't. The coalition of anti, I don't know. The National Coalition of Anti-Marvel N-C-O-M N-Com See, I was trying N-Com I was trying to do like a coalition of understanding new types of cinema But cinema spelled with a S So what would it say? Cunts That's better. Yeah. That's better. There you go. We got it. Anyway, superheroes, they're dumb. You know what else is dumb? Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. George R. R. Martin's latest distraction is a short film starring and directed by Vincent I love the title of this article. <laughs> latest distraction. It's yeah. so true. The wait for the next Game of Thrones book keeps getting longer. Um, so he worked on, he's doing this. Obviously we know he was doing Elden Ring, right? He's done with that though. But that yeah, was apparently, it, it was revealed that he has very little, not little, but like he basically for Elden Ring built like 
the like he built like the world and the mythology, mm-hmm. but Miyazaki is like actually writing the lore and yeah. like the story of the game. So he just kind of built like the foundation, and he did that apparently like three years ago. Oh, okay. So he has got so like, he's nothing to do with really had a lot of distractions. If that was yes. three years ago, he's really been <laughs> like yes a lot on his plate. Well, um, okay, awesome. You know what? I'm about one eighth through the fifth book, A Dance with Dragons. And when I'm done with that, I'll be on the same page as everybody else, just waiting for the winds of winter. So maybe I'll take my time with this one, but it's pretty good, so I might not. Be prepared <laughs> to wait. I will. I mean, it's not happening, guys. Let's all admit it now. Do you want to make a bet? A bet <laughs> if he releases Winds of Winter? Just Winds of Winter finished because there's two more books. Yes, I know. I don't know. It could be... How old is he? Because Will, he's like 100. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's literally like in his 70s. How old is George R.R. R. Martin? Oh yeah, my he's gosh, 72. He's 72. I knew it, dude. I'm telling you. And he's not like uh, healthy. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's not the guy. healthiest person, it seems. Uh, it, it would appear. And um, I don't know. Because the, the question is will the books ever release or will they release before he dies? You know what I mean? Because he could die and then someone could come in, get his manuscripts, and like edit them and finish them up you know but that's not really exactly the same is it what are you what are you looking at i was just like if i looked up how old is george r, r. martin the people also ask will george r. r martin ever finish will winds of winter ever be released is george r, r. martin in good health <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone's clamoring uh geez. anyway um we talked about this a little bit earlier but attack on titan final season part two to premiere <gasps> In January 2022, the series will also have a special episode before it returns. Okay. Oh, really? Like a like a beach episode? Uh, the series will debut a new animated special ahead of the new season's release. The special episode will follow characters like Levi, Annie, and Mikasa as they recap the events that have happened so far and look ahead at what's to come. Okay. That's okay. Whatever. Sure. I Lampa, do your thing. I didn't see Rico in there, so I'm not really that interested in that. Rico! Um, also my favorite penguin from, uh, Madagascar. From, oh, right. Yeah. Rico. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's really similar to how she is in this anime too. Kowalski. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry to derail us to that, but that's all we're talking about. Uh, yep. I'm hyped. January, 2022. If you're not hyped, it's probably because you haven't seen the show, which means that you should watch the show and then you can get hyped because this will be. I mean, I know that they said it the last time mm-hmm. during for part one, but the since this is the end, this will be the biggest thing ever in anime ever. Okay. That is kind of scary considering that people are divided on the ending, but we'll see. I do not have any expectations. We'll see what people think. I'm excited. Either way of liking or not liking. Code Geass has kind of made me feel like, I don't know. I will interested. say, the o- people... People, you should watch Code Geass before the anime ends, so we can talk about both of them. Okay, that's fair. That's a good idea. Um, people don't like, or they didn't like. Everyone was on board for the most part, ninety eight percent on board with AOT until literally the final chapter of the manga. Oh, that's when a lot of people were like, "Okay, what is happening?" So, 
that will most likely happen with most of the anime or like half and half anime watchers. Like most, you know, half will be like, this is terrible. And half will probably be like, no, I liked it. Um, and totally concealed to the last episode. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. So the first 14, 15 episodes, people are going to be like, oh, this is the greatest show ever. Right. And then we'll see what happens at the end. Unless some people still are on that copium. Hoping for MAPPA to do an anime original ending. Which is an interesting thing because... Okay. Keep your... Hold your thought. Remember. Because... um, What's his face? Who the heck... Re- Hajime Isayama mm-hmm. has said that the show is like more canon than the manga. What? That's what I've seen. Interesting. So like there's... Obviously, things that happen in the show that don't happen in the manga, but the show is like the final say, mm-hmm. apparently. Wow. I mean, really, that means nothing, but... And we know that he was, like, rushed and kind of pushed and even possibly has, like, changed his original ending for the show. Mm-hmm. So maybe, if you really reach in... My thought there is... could be, but I'm not thinking that I way. would literally always be in support of a different ending for a different medium because it's different. It's right. more stuff. You can always read the manga. You can always watch the show. And if it's really concealed to just the ending, then I don't see why it's a big deal because it's not like you have to read the whole manga. You can just read the end of the manga and be like, yeah, okay, different. Yeah. Um, that makes me want... I kind of want somebody to do that on like purpose. Like release like a book, a video game, a movie... And you know, and just make them all have different endings. That'd be cool. That would actually be like a neat idea. Why wouldn't you want new stuff for the for the universe? You know, and then yeah. you pick which one you like. Exactly. And you say this one's real because right. none of it's real. Right. Yeah, that's so, yeah, exciting. I ho- I hope that happens. I think that'll be because really, if something as high profile as Attack on Titan did it, it would really open the door for a lot of other things to do it as well. Right. And I mean, if things can cut shit out for content. You know, it's like, why I don't not see, add? why not add? But I, I'm just saying mo- 95% chance won't happen. Right. I, that is understood. So don't get your hopes up. Speaking of anime, sort of. Netflix's Cowboy. How do you pronounce that? Bebop. 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 Bebo. Bebop. 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 Cowboy Bebo. Live action series. Sets premiere date. Cowbo. John Cho as Spike Spiegel unveiled in first look images i think it looks good so i don't know if it's Uh, just november 19th by the way right november 19th which is very close Mm -hmm. my thing with the images that they shared i looked at most of them it i don't know if it's just if that's what the show is going to look like or if these are just like pictures they took because on set or whatever yes yeah because i think that the show looks very or at least the color palette looks very stale. And that was one of the best things about the mm-hmm. anime was the color. Yeah. So I don't know. It just doesn't look very vibrant. It, or... looks, it looks very like CWE, you know? Okay. Like it looks like, you know, a cable show. Yeah. You know? So I'm hoping these are just like someone was taking pictures. Right. Which it, it very well could be like, they're just literally promotional photography. Yeah, um, but I think everybody looks cool. Yeah, I think the the casting. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. You know? Also, there's one thing. The dog is perfect. Ed, where is Ed? Ed mm. is not in any of the pictures. I don't know if Ed is not going to be in the show, 
or what the deal is with Ed. Yeah, we don't. I guess I don't know. This, it's just, so that's my thing because they we we see Faye and Spike and like what the heck is it Jet, mm-hmm. but there's no Ed and that we have the dog and the thing is Ed and the dog are like a thing. Cutie, dog's perfect casting. I would say the dog definitely looks the best. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, all they needed dog. to do was just get a corgi. So <laughs> well, they did a good job. <laughs> Could you imagine if they got like a German Shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> like we just wanted to take it in a different direction. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't. Netflix hasn't landed an anime adaptation yet, right? Uh, a live action was one. Great. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's just what I heard. Um, so we'll see. This one's a series, so it's a little different. That is different. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I have no expectations. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not excited for it. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I mean, I just said I would like things that were new and different, but. They also still have to be good, but who knows? It, it it's up in the air, really. It is. It's it's, it's up entirely in up in the air. We'll see. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's great. This okay, is, take it away. You were excited. This is kind about of news. Well, because I I want to make it a point now. I think I think now is the time because I spoke about it even when we did our Oscars slash Staggies episode where I was just talking up Christopher Abbott. I think he is fantastic and i think he's on the up and this is just proof to that point and i I just want to call out now that right now he is like you know my mvp i'm rooting for him i want to see him do bigger and better stuff you know i want him to be very successful because i think he is talented okay um yes christopher abbott joins emma stone in yorgos lanthimos's adaptation of four things for searchlight and film four so it's going to be him emma stone I think Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, and Remy Youssef are all nice. going to be in it, too. Uh, yeah. Sounds cool. I'm just glad. I I had to add it because this is my dude now. That's cool. And Yorgos makes cool movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't made a movie that I have not enjoyed. I'm sticking with this guy, and I'm telling you guys, be on the lookout because he's, he's coming. I'm serious. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming for your throat, Hollywood. He's going to be on top. He's going to be the next... I don't know. He's going to be the next famous Chris. Chris. These are people are going to be like, oh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Christopher Abbott. Like Christopher like, or Chris? Well, he's probably going to stick with Christopher because Christopher Abbott kind of has Christopher. A, a nice Chrissy. 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 Come on, Christopher Abbott. I got your back, dude. Let's do it. Let's go to the top. Wonder if he likes Gabagool. Oh, he's, look at him. He's got to. He loves Gabagool. Who doesn't love Gabagool? Apparently, it's uncool to like the Sopranos anymore. Why? Who said that? Hold on. Is this more news? Twitter, of course. Uh, oh, I think I saw a thing where someone was like, The Sopranos is an overrated show, and everyone, it had like a bunch of likes, and everyone was like, You know what? You're so right. Yeah. And I was like, Shut the fuck up. You're stupid. Hey, we just got in the Sopranos. We're allowed to be doing the stupid jokes because we just got there. Yeah. You we know? can make the, all the Gabagool and the Chris and the, Hey. Oh. Oh. T. Look, T. <laughs> Come on, T. <laughs> That was terrible. You just go around and pity for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, my restaurant. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. I like how when we talked about the show, we're like, wow, the roles of like masculinity and how racism plays. And then when you, when we're not talking about the show, it's, it's just, just memes. Gabagool. Because it's so funny. It is. It's very, no very funny. Gabagool. It's nice. Over here. Over here. That does it for the news, for the Gabba news, for the Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> the 
the yo gabba gabba ghoul. <laughs> That's got to be made already. <laughs> um, that means it's spotlight time. Spotlight. Mm. Spotlight. Mm-mm. Where we're talking about some Japanese films. And um, yeah, maybe we learned a little bit about, about Japan watching these films. I, I think the one thing I know about Japan is that Kit Kats are very popular. I might be wrong. I'm just saying. Love Kit Kats. Great. Give Kit- me a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Kit Kats are very popular because uh, how they say <laughs> thank you in Japanese is kitokatsu. It's thank you. Oh, so nice. You're like, oh, here's a kitokatsu. And it's kitokatsu. Thanks. Yeah. And then I also heard KFC is very popular around Christmas. KFC? KFC is like the Christmas dinner. And those Honestly, are the. KFC is great. If anyone doesn't things. like KFC, kindly unsubscribe. Those are the only two things I know about Japan. I think it's uh, an island. It it is it's a big island. Yeah, it's a pretty big island. Big island. Yeah. Apparently, it's got a desert. Can you believe it? Right. I was like, wow, that's a desert. That's and that's where... one thing we learned from Woman in the Dunes from 1964. 1964. Crazy. That's a long time ago. It's directed by. Directed by. Hiroshi Hiroshi Teshigahara. Hiroshi Teshigahara. Uh, we'll try our best with these names. We think we got them, but I think we got them down. Who knows? This is the IMDb description of Women in the Dunes. Mm-hmm. An entomologist on vacation is trapped by local villagers into living with a woman whose life task is shoveling sand for them. Ten out of ten description. Though. Honestly, that's exactly, exactly what, what the, the movie, movie is. About. Exactly. Um, an entomologist, of course, is somebody who studies bugs. bugs. Buggies. He got little buggy friends. Yeah, he's just like the... Yeah. And um, so that's how it starts. He's literally just digging through the sand, and he's like, wow, I hate passports. And then some guys are like, do you want to sleep in our village? And he goes, sure. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Thank that's you. And they're like, nice. climb down this rope ladder into this like 30-foot deep pit. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he does it, and then they pull the ladder up. And he's like, hold on a second. He's like, wait, guys. I don't know about this. And then it's two hours of, like, some of the most beautiful sand photography oh that my I've ever gosh. seen. Like, Guys. forget Lawrence of Arabia. This movie is This is like, the movie. Wow. This is the sand movie. Yeah. If you really need a movie that's just like, I want to know, I want to feel like I have sand on me. Yes. This movie. I hope Denis Villeneuve has seen this film and studied <laughs> yeah, it extensively honestly, for Dune. Honestly, that would be fantastic if that was if that happened. Because wow, just looking at the sand, you wouldn't think it would be interesting, mm. but it is. Sometimes it was my favorite parts. Yeah, you'd be like, "Wow, they look were, at that green fading That's really to nice. sand," and I'd be like, oh, "Wow, look at that!" Or they do like the the crossfades where it's the sand and it's going both ways and it makes like X's, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, I'm wow, going crazy!" Look at this! Look at that sand. Um, highlight of the film is all the sand photography. Of course, it's Absolutely. it's a black and white film, so you know the white's playing a a big part in it and right. I mean, that helps i mean it's still just like absolutely drop dead gorgeous um and so he finds this woman and they're living here and she's basically like yeah we gotta shovel the dirt they're in a pit in a shack in a pit they can't climb out because it's all sand and if they try to climb it it just falls right and the sand constantly is like falling yeah all it's the constantly time, falling. So that's why they have to dig so they have to dig when they go to sleep at night they'll wake up and they're like half buried in sand yeah you know um they constantly have to dig and they the guys throw down a bucket and they do it into the bucket because they're 
they give like a very short explanation, but apparently like the guys who put them there are like selling the sand for cheap yeah. for like construction purposes or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, they're keeping them there captive. They have no whatever. If they don't work, they don't get water, stuff like that. So they're totally trapped. Yeah. No escape. And the woman is like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my husband and daughter are dead. They like died here. So like, I think I'll just hang out and I'll just keep shoveling dirt. And I think the question is even posed because the man is the exact opposite. He's like, I need to get he's out. Like, yeah, we need to leave. Um, I have a life. And I, I think he even asks, he's like, are you shoveling to survive or are you surviving to shovel at this point? You yeah. Know? It's like, what, which way is this working? And uh, it causes a lot of stress between them, but they also grow a bond because they are stuck in the same situation. Um, I would say, just because I'm thinking of the eroticism of the film. It is like an erotic thriller. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I would kind of describe it. Um, because there's a scene early on, like after the first night where he wakes up and she's asleep naked and the sand is like kind of draping her body. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was very beautiful. And there's a lot of close-ups of like sandy throats. Oh my, stuff. dude. It makes you feel parched and you're just like, yeah. oh, I need to get it off of me. Um, A lot of that kind of stuff going on. And, uh, the thing that really stuck with me the most and I think was maybe imagery wise, like the best was just the idea of texture in this film. Mm. You really got a sense for all of the textures because yeah. when you would see the, the, the grimy bodies and then it would open up to a pail of clear water, you were oh, just like, Oh like, my God. Yes. And you'd have that kind of, there's a scene where they end up getting together and, um, you have the man who's covered in the sand and you have the woman's being washed and having soft, supple skin. And it's just that um, juxtaposition of like the two textures, the two mindsets, everything about that, that just worked like tremendously well to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then obviously throughout the film, they grow together kind of. Mm -hmm. They try. Um, They try their best. And then the man figures out I don't know what the science is behind yeah, it. Yeah, it was something about evaporating water, causing it to like swell up in the bucket, yeah. and he could get his own water yeah, source. Yeah, he, he figures out how to get his own water. So they and he's did, like, didn't this need is the so great. Yeah, he's like, this is fantastic. Um, and then the villagers do this really cruel thing to them, where they like, why? I don't even remember why. But they, they ask. All come around. The 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 man asks, hey. I'm not going to run away because he does attempt to run away at one point, but he gets caught because he gets trapped in quicksand and they send him back. Right. And then near near more the end of the film, he asks like, hey, I'm not going to run away, but please just let me see the sea. Yeah, I want to see Just let me ocean. out of the pit for like 30 minutes. And they say, okay, we'll do it, but you got to show us some action with you and the lady. Yeah. And they all get around and they all start hooting they and They have hollering. like, I mean, there's... They're surrounded by like a hundred people. Yeah, they're surrounded and they have all got weird like Mad Max clothing on. Yeah, and they're like yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. And the guy is like, well, he attempts to rape her. Yeah. And, um, that happens and she's still fighting it. And it's kind of like a almost reversal of like the roles where at first the guy you would see is the civilized one. Mm-hmm. And then by this point, it's the woman who you're like, whoa, you know. Um, it was a very uncomfortable thing to watch, you know, with, with all the people hollering as well yeah. you're just like wow this place is like even more messed up somehow than i thought right yeah you know it was like wow this is even worse um and then eventually by the end of the film you find out that um she is pregnant prego but it is i forget the phrase for it 
I know it. I don't know, but it's basically the baby is growing outside of the uterus, which is bad. Yeah, the baby's just being born in the wrong place, and it will kill her if they don't. So they have to solve fix it. it. So they send, they like get go down there. They grab the woman and they take her off, and they forget to bring up the rope ladder at the end. So you're like, <gasps> like oh my wow. gosh, she's gonna do it, and he. He does climb up, I believe, or at least he thinks about climbing up. It's a little unclear. Um, and just kind of looks around, and he goes back down the hole, and he goes to his little watering hole that he discovered, and he says, not today. I'll escape tomorrow, because this watering hole is too important. It's my own thing that I have here, Yep. and whatever. And then the, the movie ends with like a police report that he's been missing for the last seven years. And so, you know, he just stayed in the hole, I guess. He just loved that in water. Pit. He was in the water. And really, so, it's a man being stuck in a pit. And if he doesn't shovel, not only will his house collapse, but all the houses next to him will all collapse because there's like a bunch of pits, um, which you don't get to see, but people talk about them. So it's it's this burden of society to work until you die, basically, you know, yep. kind of idea. Uh, by people who you know, really are using it for profit. Um, and you don't really know what their deal kind of is. Yeah, they're just weirdos. They're just like weirdos, which, you know, it might sound kind of familiar to like anybody alive. Right. Um, and it's very effective because you have, you know, at the beginning of the movie, him being like, I need to get out of the pit and her having just be like, yeah, the pit's fine. I can do this. Just the complacency of it all, mm -hmm. you know? And then by the end of it, uh, I love the ending of this film. I really it's thought it was good. tremendous because it's the idea of him. It, it's kind of a, a, the way I took it is that the pit in actuality, in his case, was inescapable. If he would have climbed out, he would have just got taken back in because he already did try once. Mm. And so he chose to find meaning in the pit of trying to find his own value outside of like the system that he was in. And that was this little watering hole. And um, I don't know what that means to say as in, like, obviously, he's still in the pit. <laughs> right. You know, if it goes that far of being like, your accomplishments don't mean anything still, even if you value them. I don't know if it goes that far. I'm not sure I necessarily took it that far. But uh, it's definitely an, an ad, another added kind of layer kinda like, to it's it. Kind of like Stockholm Syndrome thing. Right, exactly. And it's... is. Is the value you find in the pit real value? That's right. kind of the question that you just kind of got to ask yourself. Because in the end, you see him looking into the into the water, and you can almost see his reflection. You know, mm. it, I think it's a question that just needs to be posed to the viewer: Is the value you find at the bottom of the pit valuable? Is it worth it to you? And your answer is whatever it is. If the sand looks that good all the time, I, yes, <laughs> right, it's good looking sand. Sand is nice. Um, it reminded me because at the beginning, other than the shots of like the paperwork that we get at the beginning, um, I don't know if you remember, but one of the very first shots, if not the first shot, is an extreme microscopic close up of sand. Yeah, buddy. And it's it's just the huge the whole screen is basically like a few grains of sand, you know? And then it zooms out a little bit, zooms out, zooms out until it's like you're looking at the ground. And I took that as almost when we got to the hill and you try to climb up the hill. It reminded me of a uh, like the myth of uh, Sisyphus, I think, where he's got to roll the boulder up the hill, but it keeps rolling down, and that's just what he has to do for eternity. Okay. I thought with the imagery of that at the beginning, it's immediately what struck with me was that oh. myth, and I thought, yeah, he's just working and working every night, every night, every night, but it keeps piling in, and he gets nowhere. Right. You know. So I saw the kind of the the 
dual dual miss there. I've never heard of that one. Um, yeah, Sisyphus. I think it's Sisyphus. I, I could be wrong. They got a, there's a lot of names. All right, <laughs> I, don't, I don't yeah. remember them all. Mythology kind of is kind of crazy, but it was cool. And I believe it was a novel first, and it, it was adapted into the movie. Yeah, it's from Dune. <laughs> yeah, Frank <laughs> Herbert's famous novel. This is what it was actually about. It's actually about. But yeah, that I seriously recommend that, if not just for the photography. Yeah, it was a pretty great movie. Can't lie. Yeah. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah, well, I'm just really great at Rick, uh, <laughs> nice. recommending things. What is next? Uh, we have a movie from one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, some might say. Some might say. Uh, Kira Kurosawa. Some might say this is his best movie. I don't know, because if I'm going to be 100% honest, we're going to talk about two Akira Kurosawa movies today, and they're the only two I've ever seen, and I just watched them this week. Good. Well, so, that's a good intro. We'll, we'll have to do an episode on him, because he's made like 80 movies. Absolutely. Um, this movie is Ron from 1985 in medieval Japan. An elderly warlord retires, handing over his empire to his three sons. However, he vastly underestimates how the newfound power will corrupt them and cause them to turn on each other and him. And apparently this movie is based off of Shakespeare's King Lear. Yeah. I've never read King Lear, so I don't Neither know. I. That could be a total lie, but I'm going to take it as truth. Uh, yep. Yep. I mean, can most people say it? So I've, if most people agree, then I would say, um, yeah. before we even talk about the movie, one of the reasons why this movie always comes to my mind is because basically the halfway point, there's just, an amazingly fun to look at like battle scene, like siege scene. Oh yeah. Which is just like incredible. And it sticks, it will stick with you like forever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just look at it and you're like, wow, that's so cool. Because you have a, uh, the, the Lord's like castle being sieged by like, well, his son's forces, you know, Jiro and um, yeah, Jiro's forces. Um, he dreams of sushi. If you know, well, there's, Kur- there's- Kur- Kuro, Jiro mm-hmm. and Saburo. Taro. Taro. Yeah. Taro, Jiro, and Saburo. I'm not sure. Kuro means shadow, I think. Or maybe it means crow. I don't know. Taro and Jiro. They team up to yeah, attack. Taro is the eldest. Well, yeah, let's start the name. Taro's the eldest. We have Jiro's the middle kid. And right. Sabaro. Sabaro, the Italian chain, is <laughs> the, the youngest. And they're yellow, red, and blue. That's their colors. So if you see those, that's who you know they are. Right. Um. And basically, their father's old. He's a warlord, and he's like, "Guess what, Taro? You're gonna take over. You know, uh, the other two can have like these other two smaller castles, whatever, and it'll all be happy and peaceful, right?" No. Then Taro is kind of like, "Dad, you need to back off. You're like kind of still, you know, you don't have any power anymore. You need to like deal with that." And the dad is kind of like, ah, "I'm uncomfortable with that because I don't think you make good decisions." Kind of second guessing himself a little bit. And then he's like, "Well, Dad, I don't care. I'm the boss now. You said so." Okay, I'm the eldest son, and you're a crazy man. And he's like, I hate that. And he has a really funny, like, jester with him all the, throughout the whole movie. Yes. This, at Kyo, first, Kiyoami. Kiyoami. Yeah, Kiyoami, I think, Kiyoami, I think that's I think how you so. say it. And uh, at first I hated him. I was like, I hate this character. But then I was Hilarious. like, wait, no, this guy's the best. Yeah. I hope he's, I'm sure he's in King Lear as well, because I know Shakespeare has to, like, have puck and stuff like that in his things. Um. But yeah, he was hilarious by the end of it. Um, and so basically, Jiro is like, guess what? I need to be in charge. I'm the only one who can. And um, it just starts a big interpersonal between the three sons and the father. Well, really, but like you said, Jiro and Taro team up. They're like, let's see you. We're going to take over and 
And Subaru gets banished. Exiled. Yeah. He's like, you don't respect my authority. You're exiled Banish to the father, him. the original father. Right. Um, well, here's the thing. Jiro, nah, not the coolest guy. Not He's not great. He's not great. Taro gets killed. He gets shot. He gets shot. In the back. In the back. And you know what that means? And He's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, Lady uh, Kaeda, or I think was her name. It was like his wife. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. He's dead. I'm the boss now. Jiro says. She's like, perfect. She's like, that's amazing. Great. I love that you're wearing my dead husband's armor like less than an hour after he died. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Who is your own brother? I love this. And uh, the, the I want to say his name was Hidataro, the father warlord, the aging warlord, like we said, Hidataro. I don't even Hidatori? know why we're saying this, but we can just look. We can look we it can up just right look there. Right, yeah. here. right here. If the internet would work. If the internet would work, we could find that um, in seconds. Yep, and very cool. Uh, Lord Hidetora. Hidetora. Ichimonji. Yeah, of the Ichimonji family. Right. And uh, he's like got old person makeup on that gets like heavier and heavier as the movie goes on. It looks yeah, pretty it, sweet. It's good. His hair towards the end of the movie is so it's funny. It's like absolutely crazy, yeah. Um, and he's just got like the deepest, like grayest eyes. He's just freaking out. Yeah. Because, I mean, he does basically go insane by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, But he runs off with the... Cuomo, Rivers Cuomo, and uh, the Jester Man. Kiyomi. Yeah, and I was making a joke. But oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. And where do they go first? Because it, it's actually been a second since I've seen this movie. So they leave. I'm surprised I remember as much as I And they go to Ta- Taro's. Taro's place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go to Taro's place, and he's like, what's up? And he's like, you are super annoying. Your people that you have with you, your your guard, are super disrespectful and annoying, so you need to leave. And he's like, I'm your father. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm the freaking lord of the land. And yeah. he's like, fine, whatever. I'm never going to see you ever again. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And then he goes to this other castle and is like, I want to be in this castle. And they're like, you know what? That's cool. Cause we're leaving anyway. Mm. So they leave and then he chills in that castle. And then it was an actual fake out the whole time. And that's when they get attacked. And that's yeah. where that like 25 minute. Awesome. Scene. Awesome battle scene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like right in the halfway point. Of the yeah. It's right. It's right in the middle. And it's, it's you can just lay back and be like, wow, this looks great. It's cool. Yeah. It's, and it's cool. awesome. Music plays. And it's just like, and you have like hundreds of extras, you know, cause it's all like actual yeah. extras and everything. And it's just a fantastic look. When the flaming arrows are like flying behind him and everything, and he's just stoically. Yes, because he's sitting there and they're just, yeah. I guess um, traditionally in that moment he was supposed to, they say he's supposed to commit seppuku, yep. which is like when he takes the blade and he like cuts himself in the stomach. Yep. Um, but he doesn't. He, he runs off. He runs away. He runs away. And he's like, I'm going to run away. Yeah, you, I mean, really, he does. He's like, I'm running away. And he yeah, runs and they're away. just like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, don't, just let it, whatever. He's like, Jiro, <laughs> just don't worry about it. So he runs away, and then he's in the middle of a field. That's him and um, Kiyoami, and then uh, they meet. This was the one part of the movie they, that I was always confused They meet the blind on. guy. Yeah, they meet yeah. the blind guy, who is apparently like a lord yeah. who had his... He gouged his, his eyes, eyes out. out. The Lord hit a, tor- hit a tor- Yeah. Yeah. 
And this was the one section of the movie that had me confused the whole time because mm-hmm. it even the ending of the movie is like the blind guy, mm-hmm. and I was just really confused. I don't know if you. Well, I'm got pretty more sure they that, were supposed like, they were supposed to be a a parallel of each other. That he was kind of the blind guy was supposed to end up being kind of like a good lord, where the father ended up being a, a bad one. Okay. I'm not sure if that's completely accurate, but that's just how I took it because of their fates at the end. Right. Um, because at the end of the film. Uh, Subaru, Subura, Saburo, 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 Saburo. Um, I don't know why I can remember the rest, but I just, he is like, oh, I'm going to take down with the help of the other Lords, Lord Ayaba and whoever else. It's like, well, we're going to take down Jiro. We're going to finish it. Yeah. Because he wants to see his dad. Literally, he's just like, give me a dad and I want that's dad. fine. You know, he's like, hand him over. And we got no problems or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, cool. And they're like, well, we can't do that because then it'll make us seem weak or whatever. And Jiro's, he's got like a real war mindset, so he's always thinking that he's just trying to kill him at like every turn. So he doesn't, he's aggressive the whole time. And they end up having the battle, but um, they had a, a fake out where they only posted a few soldiers on a ridge. And so they got all their troops to meet him in battle, but really a lot of the force was actually going to the castle to attack the castle, to take it over. Um, and you find out that Lady Kaeda was like, this was kind of her plan all along. Yeah. Was that she was like, uh, this is revenge for my family. All I've ever wanted to see is this castle be destroyed. She's like, I finally achieved my life's mission. And then a the guy just uh, yeah. cuts her and off. And the coolest head chop off yeah. ever. <laughs> and it just sprays the, the blood back is like insane. And at this point was the point of the movie. I this, that was really close to the end. Uh, yeah. Pretty close. And uh, I was just thinking that like, man, you could stop the movie like every 10 seconds. And it's like w- painting. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. That scene specifically where it's like it was like a black outline because it was from outside the room looking in to the bright red on the walls. I was like, that's a painting right there. Yeah. And just seeing all the horses and everything, there's a lot, a lot of that. My favorite in the whole movie is there's, it's close to the end when they're all, there's like Jiro's army and then mm. there's Subaru. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah. It's funnier that there's, way. It's Taro, it's Jiro, Taro, and Subaru. Okay. <laughs> there's Jiro's army and Subaru's army. And then on the two like cliffs, they're like in this valley. And then on the two like giant hills. They have these other two armies that are just kind of there to kind of support Subaru, mm-hmm. but yeah. like not actually intervene really unless they yeah. need to. And there's this awesome shot where uh, Subaru's people are like standing at like on this mountain and then it's like way back and they're standing there. And then like I'm talking at least 10 miles in the distance, there's this other huge mountain and the whole other army just like comes up and like stands on the mountain. You can like see all their flags and mm-hmm. stuff. And the sun is like setting. And, I and they do, they do like, a chant at one point. Too. Yeah, they're like because they beat them yeah, in the battle. They, they have a cool plan to mm-hmm. hide in the trees. Yeah, and, and they're they got, like they've got guns. Ooh-ah. This is also where it's kind of the where people were still fighting with swords and arrows, but also guns at this point. Right, um, lots so, of guns. So you get a lot of that, which is really cool. Um, I would say that did the opening and some of the part with the guns, but specifically the opening, if you remember how it really opened, made me think of Princess Mononoke immediately because it was a boar hunt at the beginning. Right, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, oh, this is just like that. That's immediately what it made me think of. Um, but yeah, at the end, Sabaro gets with the... Uh, finds his father and he's like, hey, it's okay. I love you. You know, he's like, wow. He's the one who exiled him. 
And he's like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Let's go ride a horse and <laughs> go home. He's like, that's a great idea. Oh! oh, no. Jiro's men sneak attack. Yeah, he sent out an assassin. And he gets shot. He gets shot and he falls off his horse. And the dad is so bereft with grief that he dies as well. And You can tell that Shakespeare wrote this. <laughs> right. <And> they're just <laughs> like, man, this sucks. That's too bad that everybody's dead and everything went yeah. wrong. And then the blind guy like stands on a cliff and like drops a picture of Buddha. Buddha. Yeah. And then he just like stands there and then the movie ends. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was meaning I think his name was Sarugi. Okay. Um I wasn't well, I guess we could find out, but I don't know if that means if his because he was a a lord, like you said, if that would mean that because all the other lords were basically dead, that he would come back into some sort of power, you know, or not. Um, I don't know, but he was really good on that flute. Surumaru. Surumaru, okay. Um, he was really good on that flute. He was good on the flute. Very good on the flute. He was a flute mastermind. He was like... I mean, you don't need eyes to do a flute. Nope, you just need breath and fingers, I guess. Fingers would help, unless you get a Michael Fassbender to do the fingering for you. That could happen. Alien Covenant, come on. I know. No, okay, I know okay, what you were okay. talking about. <laughs> but in that case, you'd have to be Michael Fassbender as anyway, well. Anyway. So does it really count? Ron was a really cool movie. Um, the thing, though, is I see a lot of people were like, this is Akira Kurosawa's best. And that kind of makes me sad because mm. I really liked it. I thought it was really great. But now I'm like, well, hopefully to me it's not the best because I still have to see the rest of his work. I think with mm. starting you, with the best, I don't know. If when you do idea. older films as well, you need to consider the time period as well. This is 1985, mm -hmm. you know. I'm um, so a lot of this on that scale, and I mean it is just absolutely. It's beautiful a lot of the time. It is wonderful. You know? It's it's very nice looking, and um. But yeah, I, I can understand that that you wouldn't think. I don't know if that is the reigning consensus that it is the best one, but I know it's up there. The sure. other one would be Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. Because that's one I always hear referred to as his best. Right. I, I was just reading Which a lot of reviews on this one, and people were like, this is the culmination of all of the things he's mastered throughout his work. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe technically it's his best film. Could be. But, you know, just entertainment value, right. maybe, perhaps it's not. Also, Seven Samurai is like three hours and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. I so, like, it. just going to have to get around to that sometime. At some point. It might have to wait till our Akira Kurosawa episode. But again, I'm pretty sure he's made literally, like, Almost a hundred movies, so that's great. We'll have to pick and choose a, a couple. <laughs> yeah, but uh, next, only what three years later, I think. In '88, we have a super happy, fun movie about two kids. <laughs> um, it's called Grave of the Fireflies. You know that song by Al City about the fireflies? Oh, based if, off of this if, movie. If I don't believe my eyes, the t ten million fireflies. That's close. It's, you would not. You would not believe your, your eyes. eyes. Ten million fireflies. They steal my food and I starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, fireflies. This is the description here. A young boy and his little sister struggled to survive in Japan during World War II. That's pretty good. Yeah. Directed by Aisao Takahata, I believe. Yes. This is an animated movie. It is animated. It is a Ghibli movie. Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, you just saw this. this is, I did just see this. Yeah. This might be one of the most depressing movies ever. It's pretty depressing. I remember back when I watched it, I believe I watched it right around when we did a Ghibli episode. 
Okay. Um, and I read that like the true story, because this is based off a true story, is that like, makes it worse. Even sadder. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or at least it doesn't accentuate. It does show it, but it doesn't really accentuate the what the guy felt from the whole situation with him and his sister. Right. Um, but I'll get back into that a little bit later, I guess. If you just want to. So basically, what happens in this movie is these this family lives in Japan. There's a bombing raid on the city that they live in so they have to go to the shelter mm-hmm. um the kids are like mom you go to the shelter we'll be there in a second or whatever so the kid there's the main kid who's like i think he's 14 yeah very or like young, 12 whatever. or something and then his little sister who's like four years old yes the little tiny kid cannot care for herself you know and him and her are like running there but they're too late and they have to like basically survive like the bomb like the fire bombs like mm. destroying their cities or whatever they end up surviving they get to where they need to be and they're like where's our mom at and then the one lady's like hey your mom she got hurt mm. <laughs> she got a lot more than hurt yeah she got totally eviscerated basically yeah. and she's totally burned completely head to toe and he's like well this sucks and then the mom dies and so they go to live with their aunt. Yes. Or so, yeah, some sort of relative, and uh, it's not a it's not a great place for them. No, their aunt's kind of a mean bitch. Y- yeah, I mean, there's definitely a certain extent because obviously this is a time where everyone's struggling, but she really like grills this like 14 year old dude. Oh, you lazy man! You need to help the family and you need to work. Yeah, they're like you blah, kids blah. aren't providing, so you don't get the rice. You, you don't get, get food. Stupid. Yeah. We let you live here. Why should we give you anything else? Yeah. So he's like, you know what? We're going to go live on our own. So he takes his sister and they go. And the aunt's like, okay. She's like, like, do it. Do it. Leave. So they leave and they go to this little bomb shelter and they kind of make their own little home there Mm -hmm. and they try to live there and he tries to care for her as best as he can, but he's just a kid. Yeah, and he resorts to it at certain points of the film, um, just stealing food yeah. so they both can eat. And the part that I remember reading about the real story was that um, one of the things that would happen is he would find a bunch of food, but he he was like, you know, 14. He literally couldn't help himself, and he'd eat it all before he got back to his little sister. Oh. And he'd get it back, and he'd have, like, almost nothing left because he just couldn't help himself. That's you know? terrible. Which is something that... They do show him like gorging on himself when he does find food, you know, which, you know, would be into that. But I thought the added thing of like every time it being a recurring thing was like absolutely horrific to think about. That sucks. I did not know that. Because they find this little cave and she's really into the fireflies that are around at night and they kind of jar some up. And I'm like, oh, pretty. Um, Mm. But eventually she gets sick. You know, she gets some worrying like boils or whatever on her back. My brother's like, okay, this isn't good. Um, we need to try to get this fixed up. Uh, well, he tries. Does try. He tries his best. Yeah. Um, and he gets her a watermelon. Yeah, that, which is a nice scene, which is, I guess, mostly water. I'm not sure how actually helpful you know, right. a watermelon be. It's just the happiness thing. Um, and then the little girl dies. Yeah, she, she goes quietly and just kind of stops and uh you have to deal with that knowledge and it's really i mean it's again i think i maybe even said this before but like i'm never watching this movie 
ever again. Nope. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not happening twice. Um, and I think it's good to, it's really, it depends on how much you can really put yourself in the mindset, not only of this happening to anybody, but happening to another child. You know, I think it puts it to another level of just how it's a a error in all ways. Um, And it's also just like, there's adults that are like in the film that interact with these kids, you know, even ones that like beat him for like stealing and everything. And it just puts it on a level of like, that's how dire it was for like the country, you know, for everybody. That's how it was. Um, And it just took it out on like the worst, in the worst places, like the children and everything. Mm. Um, very, very sad. Unbelievable. The worst part for me, the part that, so after the girl dies, they do like a 10 minute montage of like mm. all of the things that she would do when her brother was out, like trying to like find food or whatever, yeah. just her like having fun or like whatever. Yeah. Just playing, just playing. Um, which obviously makes you very sad, mm. but this is literally like, I think it's literally the end of the movie or maybe right before the end, but there's these people that are like coming home it's like a family and they're like yay we're coming home mm-hmm. and they like have a pretty nice house you know they're not like super rich but they have a pretty nice house and they're like yay we're home i'm finally home after being away for so long this is so great and they're all their whole family is there and they get there and the one girl like opens up the windows she's like look at this beautiful view that we have and it like pans out and the view that they have is where mm-hmm. the the two kids were like living yeah. in like terrible agony for like however you know however long they were, right. and you can see the grave, yeah, <laughs> there. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, yeah, yeah. that's terrible because they're like, this is so great, but it's like mm-hmm. literally all the suffering, yeah, like right, right there. there. And I mean, it terrible. is. It was a beautiful view, is the thing. You oh, know? it's gorgeous. It, it was, but it's like just with the context, you're like, right. wow, I can't believe it. Um, the the, yeah, definitely the saddest animated movie i've ever seen uh, it's not even close <laughs> yeah nothing compares to this this one will really rip you up yeah it will um but three months later we got a <laughs> another film three months to kind of a different speed than grave of the fireflies kinda i would say a little bit do you disagree <laughs> i think it's, it's just right on speed it's, it's my shirt it's his shirt it's akira so this it, is what the movie's about a secret military project endangers Neo Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member into a rampaging psychic psychopath who can only be stopped by a teenager, his gang of biker friends, and a group of psychics. Yeah, so this was also 1988, directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. And uh, everyone knows Akira, right? That's one that I think most people know Akira. And if you don't, you've probably seen Ready Player One. So in Ready Player One, there's the race scene. If you remember in the race scene, the girl drives this cool red motorcycle. That is from Akira. Okay, now you know. Does the motorcycle have a name? I don't remember. I don't think so. It's just cool. And everyone was like, that motorcycle is cool. Yeah, so it just kind of became the thing. Which The motorcycle has like nothing to do with the movie. No, it's just a cool motorcycle. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a cool little motorcycle yeah. that he drives. Um, but yeah, so you have the, these two guys, Tetsuo and Kaneda. Tetsuo! Canada. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling in this. And a lot of morphing around. Um, <laughs> morphing around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he gets he gets this, this weird, like, experiment done on him that gives him these, like, psychic abilities. Um, kind of, no, Tetsuo, Tetsuo does. Yeah. Um, 
and it kind of also like corrupts him because he like wants to take revenge, you know, on just people for not being nice. Yeah. And he's like, it's like crazy powerful. He can just yes. like do anything he wants, basically. Yeah. There's other like weird little doll children with very strange imp- looking similar powers. They like, yeah, they're like little dolls, but they're like old people. Yeah. But they're they got like Benjamin Button disease. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. And uh, they're kind of wary of him, too, but it's like his power is like way beyond anything they've ever done before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's trying to wreak havoc, basically. Try, he succeeds he's, in he does, wreaking havoc. He, does, he does a lot of, blows up a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of blowing up. There's a lot of. Uh, yeah. And he, he wants to find Akira. He wants to find out what Akira is. Yes. And Akira is. Well, we find out what Akira is. He. He gets there and he like blows up the facility where Akira is or whatever, and it turns out that Akira was like a kid, mm-hmm. and they that they experimented on, but it like went bad, so they took just like pieces of his body, mm-hmm. like his spinal fluid or like whatever, and just like have him in jars. And the dude's like, "That's Akira. Are you yeah. happy now?" And he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> he freaks out. He's like, "That's awful." Um, but I yeah, I think I even said that when I watched this movie, it was on YouTube under. Slime tutorial was the name of the <laughs> video. It is a slime tutorial. <laughs> it is a slime tutorial in a couple of It ways. is. Um, really, the thing that you'd say about this film is that uh, it's one of those ones that... Well, apparently... Uh, I don't know if there were more movies, but there's definitely like manga or some sort of supplemental thing. Oh, Because okay, like, apparently the lore goes like way, way deeper than you see in the film. Oh. Because the film touches like the weird kids. Basically, they're like... Yeah, it's just like, hey, these there, kids and they are weird. don't really explain them. <laughs> yeah. But apparently there's like a lot, lot more stuff like that oh. in just the city in general. Okay. That's um, cool. And I don't know if that was a different movie or or a manga, like I said, but who knows. Um But you have to think of this movie in terms of how much it like inspired just like anime wise. You know, oh yeah, this is like, like shown in animes. Block. It's like the power creep of getting more and more powerful and powerful, the big explosions everywhere, you know, it's it's a lot of that. I mean, the even the bike shot that you see when you go to IMDb, it's the yeah, like, right. pause shot. You can see that like everywhere, and it can be like a clear homage to things yeah. a lot of the time. Um, even Mario did it for like the Mario Kart game, I think. <laughs> so Mario. it's like, yeah, Mario guys, Mario, Mario. Um, but yeah, just the way it was super influential. I would guess I would say specifically on seemingly like shonen anime. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Which would be anime uh, uh, designed for uh, young adult males. Or teens, males, <laughs> right? Yes. I think so. That is the target audience of Shonen. I don't know the names for the rest of them, but there's other ones. There's Shonen, which is young males, and then there's ah oh man, I used to know. I think there's I think Seinen is old older males because I think Cowboy Bebop is technically a Seinen, not a Shonen. Hmm. I believe that. But then there's one for like girls that they make that is specifically supposed to. And then there's people. hentai. Which is for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Akira probably inspired a lot of hentai, too. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> when he like grows all big and he's like, ah, I'm sure there's something about that. I'm on. sure. Yeah. you could. The internet is a place. <laughs> it's a wonderful, <laughs> expansive place that, yeah, that's um, what should destroy. But it. yeah, the animation is obviously incredible. Any like hand-drawn is just it's gonna be unbeatable it's just amazing yeah um and it that's the thing that i really love about animation 
it truly is timeless. Like with like older like live action movies, you can obviously see like their limitations. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like animated movies, it's just how hard do you want to work on it? Right. Like yeah. no matter what time period it is, it's how detailed do you want to make it? You can do it. It's just drawing. Yeah. Drawing and will course, always be the same. If uh, if it was like the manga or whatever, that's what a lot of it would be based on. But even just the design of Neo Tokyo and oh, how yeah. it's like it's awesome. you can see it's like a destroyed city rebuilt, you know, kind of. And see, like, what's newer, what's older, that kind of stuff, and how it separates, like, the people living there. Um, just really interesting idea. I, I don't get his jacket with the pill, but it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of <laughs> like in Drive, he's got, like, the scorpion yeah, jacket. It's like, like that. what's that for? It's cool. It's cool. That's why. Maybe, you know what, Drive? Probably inspired. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, probably yeah, inspired seriously. by Akira. So, uh, Somehow. It definitely goes a long ways with that. I mean, Akira, if you're an anime fan, it's just one of those you have to watch it. It's kind of like Ava, which we're doing right now. Um, it just feels like one of those things where it's just required reading. Yeah, if exactly. You, if you want to call yourself a fan of anime, um, a fanime, yeah. if you will, a fanime. That's probably a term, right? Gotta be. Yeah, gotta be. Um, but yeah, Akira. It's just, it's just kind of a cool movie. I don't know how to explain. It. It's just a cool movie. Just guys being dudes just, in this one. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought, I thought it was funny how I'm pretty sure it was like the Olympics in that movie, and it was yeah. like. But it was, like, closed because of a pandemic, and the year was, like, last year. It was 2019. It was 2019. The movie takes place, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, weird. Conspiracy theory, man. Probably. Akira is just, it influences so much, you It know? really does. Like, real life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, imagine that, three months apart, you know? I wonder if they were ever in theaters at the same time, Akira and Grave of the Fireflies. Be like, do we want to see Akira? Or, do, or imagine being in the theater, seeing Grave of the Fireflies, and next door, they're seeing Akira. The kid's dying, and you're just, just like, that's so <laughs> You know? That would take you out of it. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be an interesting experience. What's next on the list? Uh, the next movie we have is the other Akira Kurosawa movie. Ooh. From 1990. A uh, movie, honestly, unlike any other movie ever. Yeah, Akira Kurosawa, and I believe also some segments were directed by Ishiro Honda. Oh, very nice. Um, th- we're talking about dreams. Dreams. Akira Kurosawa's dreams. Uh, there's not much to like the description of this. This you movie may. is literally just Akira Kurosawa dreams like a normal human being, mm-hmm. and he just took eight of his dreams and just put them into his movie. So it's basically yeah. like a collection of the eight short films that happen to be stuff that he dreamed about. The only film, I believe, well, maybe not, now I'm thinking about it, but this is a trilingual film. They speak Japanese, they speak French, and they <coughs> speak English in this movie. They only speak French and English for like 10 French? When is minutes. there French? When he's going to, well, I guess you wouldn't even be able to tell that they're speaking a different language, but the Van Gogh part, anybody who's not Van Gogh is speaking French. Like, remember, he's like, where's Van Gogh? They're like, oh, he's over there. They're speaking French. Oh. Then, I feel like French is pretty noticeable. I then Van Gogh is speaking that. English. And Van Gogh is also the great Martin Scorsese. Acclaimed Marvel fan. <laughs> he loves Marvel. He was hype over the Spider-Man trailer. He was. Oh, my gosh. He was on Twitter being like, guys, have you seen this? <laughs> you know what's funny that, though? Uh, I, I remember seeing an a interview or a clip or whatever where he was actually talking about how he liked the original Spider-Man Sam Raimi movies. He's oh, like, oh nice. yeah, those are good. <laughs> nice. Um, kind of funny. So here's the deal with this movie. That's not a movie. This is not a it's movie. It's not. That's the thing. You have to go into this movie understanding that it's not a movie. 
It's not a movie. It'll, it's just eight short films. Yes. That make no none of them make any sense. That is not true. Well, they're just dreams. So like what you think dreams are nonsense? Wait, hold on. We have a bigger thing going on. <laughs> Do you when you dream and you wake up and you like you have a dream about stabbing your mother to death. Do you wake up and be like, that means nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, not like. <laughs> what do you mean? No. What are you trying to say? I meant like things had, like if somebody watched this movie and like they were just like, why are these weird things happening? This doesn't make any sense. Not like the dreams don't mean anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. There, it's, it's abstract kind of stuff going on that you have to decode and dream yeah. thoughts. Because I'm sure that on. some people saw it and were like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Where's people would take it completely at face value, for sure, for sure. Um, um, <laughs> it does, if we want to go through it straight through the ones we remember at least. Yes, I think um, I can get most of them. We have eight of them, and it starts at youngest and it ends at oldest, I suppose. Yes. Um, starts youngest, it's like, I don't remember the name, but it's the Fox Wedding. It might be called that. Yes. No, it's not the Fox Wedding, but it's, That's it's what's the happens. one you're thinking yeah. of. So it starts on a little boy. And it's like him and his mom, I assume. It's raining, but it's sunny. It's raining, it's sunny. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, you can't go out because on days like today, foxes have weddings. And if you see it, bad things will happen to you. And he's like, and he's, I'm going out. He's like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> Gives her, flips her the double bird and <laughs> runs off. And he goes in the woods and he sees a very slow. It's, oh my goodness. Wedding march. Listen, that's a thing. With this one particular, not just like this whole movie, I get like patience in filmmaking, <laughs> but specifically in this one and the blizzard and in the blizzard yes. one, it is like, all right, the blizzard, I get the it. The blizzard one's worse to me because you can see less in the blizzard one. Yeah. But um, this one I actually wasn't too mad with because they're dancing. Yeah. They're, they're like, like dancing. They're, doing, and they go, they're looking for people watching them. And they got cool makeup and everything. Because it's just humans dressed up with, like, fox makeup. But yeah. they're actually foxes, whatever. It's yeah. a dream. It's a dream. Um, and so he watches them. They find him out. He runs away. He tries to go home. And his mom's like, listen, a fox came here. And he was looking for you. And he was really mad. And he gave me this sword. <laughs> and he wants you to commit seppuku. And... Atone. Atone. And she's like, but maybe... If you if you beg for your life on your knees like a little twerp, they'll spare you. And he's I don't know if he even says anything the whole time. He does. He does. Okay. Well, because she's like, you need oh, to go like, to the Oh, she's like, I don't know where they are. Like, where are the foxes at? She's, she's like, like, they're I, under the rainbow. Under the rainbow, you idiot! <laughs> I can't believe I raised someone so stupid. No wonder <laughs> the foxes want you dead. So and he goes to the rainbow. He walks under the rainbow, and it's the shot that like I feel most people think of when they because it's like on the cover and everything. And it's, we tweeted it. And we tweeted it even. And he's just walking on a rainbow with his little sword. He just walks off into the distance. And it ends. That's the end of that one. I would say the second one is actually my favorite dream. Okay. The Peach Orchard, I that, think. That one's... I liked that one. It's not my favorite one, though. I love this one. Okay. And I think part of it is just because I think the, the little boy who's playing... I assume he's playing Akira Kurosawa as a, I'm assuming as a kid. Right? they're all Akira right? Kurosawa. <laughs> I just thought he was a really cute actor. He is very <laughs> you cute. Know? But uh, his sister is having like a tea party and he's like, brings him tea. And he's like, wait, hold on. Weren't there like seven of you, not six? And she's like, you're a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, I think there was another And then he sees a girl and he's like, oh, wait up. And he chases after her and she's kind of like running away. 
and uh, it brings him to this this peach orchard where you see a bunch of people all dressed up and they're like hey don't go past there and they're dressed up like dolls like you know the white makeup with like the whatever going on like geisha sort of looking Mm. style stuff they look cool they look very cool and they're all dressed up and they're like oh we are the peach trees and you suck we hate you Mm. your family cut down all the the orchard and boy starts crying and he's like no you got all twisted holmes (laughs) and he's like i was sad i cried when they cut down the tree because i knew i'd never see something so beautiful as a, a peach orchard in bloom again they're like oh okay and they transform back and they're like, let's show them one last, you know, bloom. And all the flowers fall and they do a dance and a song. And the music's awesome there mm. in that part. It's got that, I don't know what all the instruments are, but it's, I assume the traditional like Japanese instruments, like the, you know that thing? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, and they just do a little dance and then he like gets kind of cheered up and he opens his eyes. He's like, oh, they're all cut down. Oh, the trees are cut. And he sees the the girl transforms into off screen, but she transforms into a little baby peach tree, and he kind of like just looks at it, and he's sad. <laughs> Interesting dream. Should we talk about what we think they mean? Because I'm not sure I, I even have one for each of them. I, it's hard when you don't know the person. To me, the peach orchard to me represents budding sexuality. And I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I got out of it. Okay. Just say, should I explain myself? No. I mean, if you really want to, you can. I'm personally not interested. Okay. But maybe the listeners are. I just took it as who does he chase out of the the home? It's a a young girl, you know. Um, and I think a peach. I don't know if in Japanese it is, but it can be kind of seen as like a, a fertility almost kind of fruit, you know, a sweet kind of thing. Not just because it's the ass emoji, like actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? It is. And um, part of it was also taking from the group of all the girls with his sister, and the maybe feeling like there started to be a detachment there because at first it was just like, oh, I can hang around these girls, there's no problem. And then having those feelings and feeling like almost ostracized, like, oh, this is intimidating now because it's like whatever. That's just what I took from it. Was was that kind of idea? I'm sure that's not accurate. Like I'm really, really sure hey, that it's not. You can take whatever you want from it. But to be I, I took it that way, and I thought it was an interesting way uh, to look at it. If that's the way you like to think about it, that's totally. It, valid. it was definitely something lost that once was had. You could even see it as just regular naivete, you know. I guess just because of the specifically him chasing after the other girl made me think of it that way. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me get to the third one. This one sucks. I won't lie. I think the blizzard, blizzard sucks. Right. Okay. I think it's terrible. Uh, blizzard. Boring. The like message is fine, but the actual thing... I mean, it's boring until the woman shows up. And then you're like, oh, something is happening. Yes. Literally for probably 20 minutes. They're just... It feels like it. If they're it's just not. climbing. They don't talk, mm-hmm. really, unless they're like yelling. Like, hey! Yeah. They're just climbing up this mountain in this blizzard. And they're like barely moving because the snow is like up to their waist. Yeah. And it's just like the wind is going... <gasps> The whole time. The whole time. And you can't see anything. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, dude. And then they just all fall. And they're like, oh, okay. Time to die. And then the woman comes. Here's the thing. I guess the only reason I feel okay about this one is because whenever I'm watching this movie, because I did rewatch. This is the only one I rewatched. I think of it as if I was dreaming it. 
not just I'm watching movie. I was like, what if I was dreaming this dream? Oh, no, I didn't do that. Because I have had dreams. Like, so at this end of this point, all of his friends have, like, fallen asleep in the snow. And he's like, you're going to die. He's like, wake up, wake up. And then yeah. a woman comes and covers him with a blanket. She's like, hey, you can rest now. It's the totally cool. The snow is warm. And, yeah, and he, like, kind of falls asleep. And I've had dreams where it's been, like, I'm dying and somebody's like, it's okay, die. And then you have to, like, fight to, like, not die. I've had a dream like that before. Oh. And so that just, everything of, like, really wanting to give in and it feeling really, really good to just close your eyes and, like, give in. But then knowing and be like, wait, this is Hold not on. okay. <laughs> that specifically, that, like, you know, couple of minutes right there really struck with me because I, I had had a, a dream like that myself, you know. So you see, I thought it was very cool. But I mean, the first 10 minutes, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you see it as a nightmare, it's like, okay, sure, whatever. But, you know. Um, and then he wakes up and everybody wakes up from their they're nice like, little Look, snow. Camp. And they're like, hey, our camp, guys. It was like two feet away. It was right there the whole time. And then it just ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like that one. Hmm. The fourth one is... Is it Van Gogh? Maybe. I think Van Gogh is the sixth one. Whoa, okay. Uh, or the fi- No, Van Gogh is the fifth, fifth one. one. Okay. What is the fourth one? Oh, I am really struggling. To, to be think. honest, I can only remember three more. So I'm missing two in my head. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Van Gogh one. Mm-hmm. There's the Crows, water. I think it's called. Oh, the Crows. Yeah. Wait, that's the Van that's Gogh the Van one? Gogh one, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's the Water Village one, which that's is the, the last, last one. one. And then there's the Demon one. There's the Demons ones, and then there's the also the other one where it's the wind. Um, it's the nu- the nuclear power plant blew up, and they're like, if the wind touches you, the red wind will s- peel your skin off. The yellow wind will give you cancer. The blue wind will oh right whatever. And so why don't we just talk about the Van Gogh one now? Van Gogh one is cool. Van Gogh was very cool. So you show up, it's just this guy looking at art. And then he's like, where can I find Van Gogh? I heard he was here. And he's like, oh, he's over the bridge. He's just like right over there. Thanks. Goes over in French, of course. Merci. And he uh, goes over there and he's like, hey, are you Van Gogh? And Martin Scorsese goes, yeah, I'm Van Gogh. He's like, sweet. He's like, that's really cool. And then he's like, shut the fuck up. I don't have time to talk with you. He's like, why the fuck aren't you painting? Bitch. This scene is it's beautiful to me. What are you do? Are you asleep? And he just kind of goes off. He's like, I need to paint. I need to paint. This is whatever. I don't have time to talk to you. And that's like all they say. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. And it's Martin Scorsese. It's Martin Scorsese. So you're just like watching. You're like, what? Um, and I think one of the only reasons this movie even got made was because like Spielberg helped. Actually yeah, I saw his yeah. name was on the thing. I was like, oh. Yeah, Amblin Entertainment or whatever. And uh, so he does that. And then he the the guy starts walking through different Van Gogh paintings like, they like not rotoscope, but just like green screen him. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. He just kind of like, like walks through him. It's just like the one movie they made where they rotoscoped all the paintings. If you know which one I'm talking about, it's a recent one. Um, Vincent, is it Vincent? The loving Vincent. Loving. I thought that was the Willem Dafoe one, but that no, that was at that's Eternity's at Eternity's Gate. Gate. So yeah, it was loving Vincent. I thought that one was every frame was a different painting, like actually like a different painting, like they painted like. 18,000 paintings. Doesn't that still count as rotoscoping in a certain way? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Well, because I don't know if they use models or not, or if it was all just from... Right. I don't know. know. Uh, 
Yeah, and that's that one. And basically, he's saying, like, you need to be creating. You can't just be walking around. What are you doing? And he was like, okay. And he's like, sure. <laughs> and the crows fly out. And like, the crows, man. It was like the birds, but oh, the crows. I wonder if that was the influence there. Probably. Maybe. I think the birds came out before. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah, definitely. To, Hold yeah. on. What am I talking about? Um, okay. And then we can talk about the, the wind one. The wind one and the demons one follow similar anti-nuclear um, messages, right? Right. They're both kind of about the dangers that Kirikurso was feeling about the use of nuclear power. And um, they, uh, the wind one, it's like you see a bunch of people. Mount Fuji has erupted, I believe. And everyone's kind of freaking out. A lot of people have died. At the end, like you see a bunch of chaos and then it's three people left. It's uh, two dudes and a woman and a child, you know? And the oldest dude is like, you looking up the, uh... yeah, so I was right. Mount Fuji. It is four. And then Mount Fuji is five. Cool. And the demons. And then the village. Why is it only show seven? That's weird. I don't know. Oh, well, the crows was different? Oh, the tunnel. Oh, the tunnel. How that, did we forget the tunnel? The tunnel. That one just didn't have a picture. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay. The tunnel. Anyway, so we'll finish the, the wind. Fuji, yeah. so and then we Mount can Fuji do the Fuji erupts, tunnel. and it's absolute chaos. You see a bunch of people running around, and it ends with just three people left, and the guy's explaining how we all should have seen this coming because the nuclear power was no good, and he's saying, like, yeah, if any of the wind touches you, you're basically going to die a horrible death immediately. Everyone else has already like drowned themselves in the sea to, yeah. because it's like an easier fate. And the old guy just resigns himself to his death. And then the younger guy like takes off his jacket and tries to bat the wind away, you know, even though obviously that's nothing. Not and work, buddy. It's, a, it's a bad dream. <laughs> bad dream. <laughs> Not, Not a, a good, good one. dream. Everyone's dead because Mount Fuji. Now we have um, the tunnel. The tunnel. Is this your favorite? No. Okay. The tunnel, I, how could my favorite one be the one that I don't remember? That's true. What? <laughs> the tunnel. So the dude, there's a dude, Akira Kurosawa, mm-hmm. and he's like, a general. I'm walking. There's a tunnel. I will now walk through the tunnel. Wait a second. There's my doggy. Hi, doggy. Dog barks at him a lot, and he's just like, okay. He walks through the tunnel for a while. Yeah, for a little bit. And then he gets to the other side of the tunnel, and there's like a red light. Mm-hmm. Not like a red light. like, Not like a red a light, but like a light, light that is red. red. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's very clear. And he walks out, and he's like, yeah, I'm chilling. And then you hear, what is that? It's a whole dang squadron. Well, at first it's just one. At first. Right. You just face one guy. He's like, oh, reporting for duty, sir, for commander, whatever. And he's like, hey, you're going home. I live there, too. My family's waiting for me. And he's, like, completely blue. He's a, he's a dead ghost. And he's like, dude, you're dead. And he's, like, getting really worked up. He's like, I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to see your family. You're dead. And then he's like, wait, hold on a second. And then <laughs> right. all the soldiers come in. And the line that got me from this one, which was the, like, leader of that little troop was like, unit 41, all present and accounted for, sir. And you're like, oh, they all died. They're all done. Every single person in that one specific troop perished. Um, so I like that line a lot because I was like, oh, that's kind of twisted. Yeah. Um, and basically he just has to break down in front of this crowd of soldiers that he commanded 
um, and basically, you know, in his eyes, like put to their deaths and like apologize. And he gives them one last command, and he's like, "Turn around, forward, march back into the tunnel." And then the dog comes back, and he's like, rrr, rrr. "Yep." Rrr. Um, I just thought the the soldiers looked really cool. It was cool. Yeah. Was Akira Kurosawa like in the military? Maybe I don't know. I didn't do a full bio. Know. Um, that's an interesting one to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, demons. Demons, the demon weeping one. demons. Yeah. This one, I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think this was probably my least favorite. Actually, was the demons one. I'm not a huge. I wasn't a huge fan of it either. I didn't get too much out of it. Um, I definitely felt some sort of class, the you know, sp- spiel going on about like, oh, the horns, the one demon horns, the two demon horns, three demon horns, but we're all demons, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, there's a section of it where you just see a bunch of people just kind of like wriggling yeah, just like walking around it's weird and the one the it's all demons and the one guy who's just like what is this place and there's like really large plants and mm. stuff like that it, it's definitely an interesting one but it it was one that was it wasn't keeping my attention really yeah this one um, hard agree even visually it was lacking a lot yeah it was like a pit but not in a good way like woman in the dunes yeah, you know. not a great, not an awesome pit. It's kind of like a lame pit. Yeah, and I believe this one was also about like nuclear power and stuff, uh, and it was like corrupting them or something like that mm. too. He obviously had his reservations about all that, which is completely understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that one was my least favorite of the one. I, if I ever watch this again, I, I might just give it a skip. Skip. Hey, let's skip chapter. That one. Next chapter. <laughs> um, then we get the last one, the last stream, which mm-hmm. is my favorite one. There you go, because uh, it's the happy one. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's because it's the happy one. I just like that one the most. Okay. Um, I mean, it was nice that it was happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that's like the very last line is the dude, the old dude, that's like working on the water mill mm-hmm. thing. He was he, he's. I don't know if I can get it exactly, but he's like everyone's always talking about how hard life is all the time, and he's like they're stupid. <laughs> he's like life is cool. Yeah, I don't think that's the exact one. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> he's not like they're stupid, but he's basically like life is cool and it's worth it. And yeah. I was like, that's nice. Message. It's something about like people need to stop worrying about like the bad things in life and focus on the good things, or whatever. Right. And they live in this village that I guess I would assume would be like Kira Kurosawa's like idea of sort of a utopia. Almost. Wait, because, dude, this might be. The most beautiful place on planet Earth. It was extremely, the word I would use is serene. It is like, you know, there's like this beautiful river and they got these awesome little bridges going. And they got there's like children cool playing and they're playing with flowers and the water looks so nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And the one guy just walks up to old dude and he's like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and the old guy actually explains it. He's like, hey, look, science and your tools to make life like better. Like maybe you don't need everything in life to be streamlined and simplified. Maybe mm-hmm. a water wheel is cool. Yeah. And then he's like, why'd the kids put the flowers on that rock? And he's like, oh, this one time, this random guy just died there. Yeah. So we put a rock there yeah. and put flowers there, and we've just kind of been doing and they, it. And they also sense. have a little parade, I think, in that one. Yeah, yeah. there's a parade because somebody died. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not a funeral. He's like, it's mm-hmm. a celebration. And he's like, cool. And he's like, now, obviously, it's different if, like, a child dies or, like, someone young. But he's like, yeah. this person was old and it was their time or whatever. Mm. So then he's like, matter of fact, I have to go right now to the, mm. to the parade. And they go. And then the ending is just like, there's just like a parade happening in the, I don't know. I remember the song they sing. They're like, 
So they're like carrying the thing, they're like dancing, <laughs> yeah. and like there's these people in front that have these like shaky things, mm-hmm. and they're like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. And then they do like a ch and mm-hmm. then they're like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I do remember. And that. then they like yell, and they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> I was it's dancing the ladies, along with the it. guys and the ladies, and they yeah, um, back and forth. And they just playing, having fun, and the kids are throwing flowers everywhere. It's very nice. Yeah, it's the best one to end on. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you ended on any of the others, it'd be like, uh. yeah. And then he's just like, "This is really cool." And then he just kind of leaves the village because mm-hmm. he's just traveling, and yeah. he just kind of walks away. And then the movie ends. And it's like, yeah, that was all my dreams. Oh, my favorite thing. Well, I was proud of. Well, okay, I'm not proud of it. It's not like it was hard to guess, but so. There's, like, this cool shot of him, like, walking out of the village. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to, like, the river. And there's, like, this really cool, like, plant life in the river. And it was just... And I was like, we should roll the credits right now. And then it did. And then it did. And I was like, good job. (laughs) I mean, we always love credits that keep something going. Right, yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, That's dreams. I mean, it's... I like it just because it's, like, what's been made like this. Yeah, it's cool. It's not... There's not another movie like this, so... That's just a cool thing. It would be mm-hmm. cool if like more filmmakers towards the end of their reign were just like, here are my dreams. <laughs> right. Like, you know, what What do you think? Well, it's, what's Denis Villeneuve's dreams look like? His dreams have got to be fucked up. You think? Probably. Or they're either really fucked up or super like happy loveliness, happiness all the time. I So why, why don't we take a little aside here and talk about dreams for a second? Would you like to? Okay. Do you sure. dream? I dream. Dream, 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 dream. I do dream. That's good. So what kind of dreams do you dream? Do you dream mostly happy dreams? Are they banal or are they extravagant? Um, I mostly have, I don't really have nightmares mm-hmm. ever. Okay. I had nightmares like a few when I was a kid that I remember. Like the vampire one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but lately for like the past like basically like seven or eight years, I mostly just have, like, really weird dreams where, like, I'm doing something, like, normal, mm. but there's just, like, weird things happening. Yeah. Do you realize it's weird in the dream, or is it one of those things where you're just like, yeah, this is totally cool? Um, I realize it's weird. I, I don't, like, lucid dream, but, like, mm-hmm. I, like, feel like I am. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you mean. You're aware that you're dreaming, but you can't control your dream. Yeah. Yeah, because I, that's probably, I don't think I'm ever not aware that I'm dreaming necessarily. Mm. Like if I do, it's very rarely. Um, And I lucid dream also very, very rarely, like probably maybe once a year, Yeah, you know? Um, And I, cause I always need to be in a certain state of mind that happens like once a year, funnily enough. It's apple juice. Really? The key to dreaming is apple juice. And that's actually like... You can look that up, I think. Interesting. That's like, if you want to like actually dream hard apple juice right before you go to bed. Okay, sure. I'll try that. I'm I think just that's saying. just like a prank to get people to piss themselves. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, Yeah. Uh, my dreams, usually they're not overly fantastic. I record a lot of my dreams. I need to start doing that. I would say that a lot of my dreams, like if other people dream them, they'd be nightmares, but they're not nightmares for me. <laughs> If that makes sense. Okay. Well, because I remember I had a dream that I was being stalked by Jason from like the Friday the 13th. And that wasn't a nightmare for you? No, I was like, this is really exciting. I was like, this is... Th- I, no, I literally remember I was like, this would be such a great movie. <laughs> I was That's like awesome. being killed. And, like, I think you were there and got like stabbed or something. Nice. Good for me. But I literally remember at the end, I was about to get killed. Jason like grabbed me and he's about to shove his machete in me. And then it went, cut. 
and I looked and it was a movie. Oh, and I was what? like, what? and they took off his mask and he was like a super sexy Spanish dude. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a movie. That's awesome. And I woke up. Um, my thing is, I always my dreams are very like vivid and I can feel. I know. I, can you like feel in your dreams? Depends on what the dream is. And okay, what's happening so in real life. I well, I had a dream one time where I was shot in the throat. Okay. And I, f- like, I felt it. Okay. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it feels like to get shot. Mm-hmm. But from my dream experience, getting shot fucking hurts. <laughs> I would bet. See, I don't know if I feel that intensely, but I definitely can feel stuff because I've definitely been like, oh, somebody's touching me. And then I look around and there's like a thing there, you know. Mm. Um, but I'd, I've had a dream about being shot once, too. Where'd you get shot? In my stomach. And I just and you didn't remember, feel it? No, I remember feeling it, but it wasn't pain necessarily. I remember feeling it, and then I got just like really, really hot. I just remember feeling it, and I saw the blood, and my whole body just went flush, and I just fell over, and I woke up. Yeah, okay. So I can explain exactly what it feels like to get shot. Okay. I was shot specifically in the throat right here, and yeah. it went through. Okay. Oh, nice. So That's it better, right? Instantly, I, was, I remember I was running down a hallway, and I heard the shot, yeah. and then you, it was like a quick pinch. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets really, really hot, like you were saying, oh, like really hot. And I was like, whoa. And obviously yeah. at this point, I'm like choking. Yeah. And then it's just like, I don't know how to explain, but it just hurts mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. I wonder if that, that it's interesting that the heat, I wonder if that's like something our body knows that great pain, that's what it would feel like. Right. Cause your blood and blood is hot. So right. Cause I remember sense. just the heat. I was like, wow. And right. Yeah. And then, um, this is a, Funny, I don't know why I always remember this dream that I had. This was back in, I think, middle school I had this dream. I was playing Call of Duty Black Ops, but I was in the game. Oh, okay. And it was the very beginning of a search and destroy round. Mm-hmm. And we all spawned in, and we started running, and I looked up, and there's a freaking cross-map Tomahawk coming. <laughs> and it hit me in the shin. Okay. And, bro, Tomahawk in the shin does not feel good. Wow. And that was the whole dream. That was it. I spawned in. I was like, let's go. And then, so when you I'm wake hugged. up, are you like, ow, my leg? No, I don't remember my leg hurting, but I do remember when I got shot, my, my neck, I had like a, you know, like I slept wrong or something like my neck. Like, Oh, hurt. I wonder if that like caused the dream. Yeah. I always think about you know? stuff like that yeah. too. Um, interesting. I actually just had a dream last night. You want to know what happened? Is it interesting? It was, it, it was interesting. Well, let's find out. So let's see if this would be good in a movie. Okay. I was in this school. And there was a play or a musical that was going to happen. Okay. And I was like a VIP. Not like a VIP, but I was like, I needed to be behind the scenes because I needed to go like talk to somebody. And I was like walking back there and like these other people were like walking back there too. And they're like walking there and there's all these people, like the people that came in to do this play were like, whoa, hold on, stop. You cannot be back here. Like, listen, okay. these people are not allowed to be helped. Mm-hmm. I was, they were like, you can't help these people. They need to do this alone. And I was like, I was like, wait, but I need to like get back here to like do this thing. And they're like, no, like, listen, like this group is very special and like, they're not allowed to have like anybody back here. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So then I like went around the back and like tried to find my way in, but I couldn't. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. I don't know if that's very interesting. (laughs) It just sounds like trying to get backstage at any event in real life, (laughs) but I needed to be back there. Yeah. And that guy really needed Logan Paul to give him a job. That's Twitter thing. I don't know. All right, fine. I, I had a dream that we're okay. This will be the last thing because we're talking about way too long. But I um I remember that this is funny. We started the show like this and now we're here again. 
I had a dream that uh, my house was like a museum. <laughs> like Sorry. people just came into my house and were like just looking at all the stuff. And oh, like, that's cool. Wow, interesting. And then I was like, oh, this is fine. But then people started like wanting to buy the stuff. And I was like, no, that's my couch. You can't have my couch. And then they would just throw money at me and take my couch. And I like started freaking out. And I was like, get out. You just buy a new couch. And I, but I mean, they were taking everything. You know, like literally the house was going barren. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I house. don't want the money. <laughs> and I remember I went in the garage and I just started feeling really tired. And I fell on the floor and just watched them take all the stuff in my house. And then a guy came in. And, like, I didn't see his face, but he, he was in a suit, and he just reached down to me and, like, made sure I was okay. And then I tried to, like, reach out to him, but I couldn't. And then he pulled out a gun. Oh. <laughs> and he started threatening everybody in the room, and they all ran away, and then I woke up. Did they put the furniture back? Well, they just dropped whatever they had, and they just ran away. Nice. So. Not a nice guy. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. That's cool. Anyway, that's a, that was a fun aside, I think. Everyone likes dreams, right? That was fun. Uh, nine years later. In 1999, the year of my birth. Yes. If anyone was interested. Okay. A uh, cool movie came out called Jinro, The Wolf Brigade, directed by Hiro, Hiroyuki Okira. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is what IMDb has to say. A member... A traumatized member of an elite paramilitary police force falls for the sister of a female terrorist courier who died in front of him on duty. Yeah, so the very opening of the film being that female terrorist dying in front of him right. by blowing herself up. Yep. And uh, the sister being someone he meets later. Um, one, just art-wise, neat-looking movie. Hand-drawn, but mm -hmm. you can't beat it. Um, so this takes place in like, I guess like a alternate history kind of thing. Where alternate like, history post World War II Japan in which Germany, Germany has taken, taken over. over. Yeah, exactly. Um, the armor's really cool. Dude, <laughs> that's the thing. I, there's gotta be cosplays. I, I've been meaning to like gotta look up cosplays be. of like the armor that they wear. It's, it's so, so cool. It's, they're just like fully geared up. They got these mm -hmm. awesome red eyes and they just MG 42 at the hip. <laughs> And yeah. they're just blowing my Just mind. unload. It's very, very cool. It's awesome. Um, obviously, the movie's kind of a sadder. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of action, but yes. it's uh, introspective a um, little bit. So, funny thing before we actually talk about the movie. Okay. I started to watch this movie, and it was like, I was like really tired. I got through the first, the first 15 minutes is very exciting. Very mm -hmm. exciting, yeah. action-packed. It's like a cold open, almost. And then it uh, becomes more like drama for like the next mm. like 45 political minutes stuff going political on. stuff going on and then it heats up again towards the end but i was really tired i remember and i remember i saw the f the first 15 minutes i was like that was freaking sweet mm -hmm. and then i remember waking up yeah. and the girl is hugging him like oh. like <laughs> oh my gosh ah, how big your teeth are yeah and i was like what is happening what is happening what is happening and she shoots her it's like the end of the movie and then the movie ended and I was like whoa wow. I missed a lot yeah 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 so yeah. then I had to watch like it again the whole development of those two characters <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was a funny thing that, that is I got to experience um, I mean really the, I, I don't think it'd be getting too in the weeds I think to say like the specifics other than he's kind of like a cog in a machine that he's not really satisfied with you know and he has leaders that are telling him to do stuff that he just doesn't want to do um, and he makes this connection with the little sister of this terrorist that, that had died in front of him. Little? 
little sister? I don't know. I always figured. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's not his sister anyway, or her sister. Yeah. Um, but it was a fake out. The uh, spoilers. Yeah. Right, because we didn't just say that at the end. <laughs> it's blown away. <laughs> she dies. Um, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and you'll have to, because it's been a while since I've seen it, you'll have to re- remind me exactly what the context is, but they go walking to like a circus or like a park or something, and she like trips, and he gets like PTSD flashbacks of literally like a firing squad and people's like bodies falling after being yeah. shot. Uh-huh. And it just pops in, like it's totally normal happy, and it's like, Two second shot of like, uh, like cutting mm-hmm. to like really graphic imagery. Yes, and it like totally shakes him. That and happen. I thought it was just like, cool, awesome. Yeah. I was like, it seemed weird. I felt like I'd seen it before, but for, for whatever reason, it was done the best in this movie. I don't know if it's because the, it was just from completely happy to like really awful imagery or not, but it was something about it. I was like, that worked for me. Yeah, and maybe it was just because it was once. Because I think a lot of times they'll do it like a lot in a mm. movie or something. But this was like one time in the whole movie that this something like this kind of yeah, like happens. Yeah, he was like PTSD. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because it, it put you in his mindset of like that's where he was taken back to. You got there. You know, he's not staying there. That's why it's not a long shot. It's like he just got the flash of it. It just puts you in like his shoes there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was effective. It's very effective. The whole movie is very effective. Um, yeah. So basically what happens is they kind of they meet each other and they're like, kind of all lovey-dovey and they're like "Mm, you're cute you're cute (laughs) um exactly and then omg turns out the girl not actually the girl's sister Mm -hmm. she's a spy of the public whatever they're called and they're basically working to like disband the the force that he's Mm -hmm. in or whatever yeah so they were like doing a thing where like they would see like him with like this girl and that would be like boom and it would like delegitimize mm-hmm. him or whatever but he finds out and he kills all of them mm-hmm. and then she's like omg how'd you know and he's like i'm the best I'm so cool because be turns worried. out that he was actually double crossing <laughs> her the whole time too yeah. he was in uh, the wolf brigade group, the panzer which is like whatever, a yeah. special secret section of yeah. the main group and he was like yeah Mm-hmm. You've fallen into my trap, ho. Well, it's not exactly how he's like. <laughs> and she's like, OMG. And then he kills, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And just an awesome scene where he just has, he's armored up, and he goes into straight kill mode. Yeah. And the, the girl is like, stop, stop. <laughs> and he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> he's just straightforward, like, yeah, yeah. lighting dudes up. And it's, this movie's brutal. I mean, really, because it takes, I think it's off, off, obviously the intent um when you're fully kitted up and they just are mowing people down it's it's robotic you know what i mean it's like the humanity is gone oh yeah they're killing machines they may as well be robots at that literally you know and i think that's with the design and everything Mm. glowing eyes and all that it was a a structured choice that they don't talk (laughs) yeah they don't speak if they're wearing the helmets and everything like ever yeah yeah um and he just kills everyone and the very last dude I would, this was I just thought the whole last part with like he's like having the standoff with the last dude was just so cool. The dude just turns around, he's like, <laughs> and he shoots him, and it like mm. deflects off his armor and does this cool explosion. Yeah. And he probably shoots a hundred bullets into this dude. Mm-hmm. It starts off, he just shoots at the ground, and like it just in like slowly just like lifts, yeah, up, lifts up and then just cuts the dude in half. Yeah, it's 
Gnarly. And it's just like you just watch, and the dude just like, yeah. But it's beautiful. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like it really is look good looking, good um, art. And then you're like, wow, awesome. Yay! The movie's over. It's, it's not over. What? OMG! Listen, we need this. We need to have this girl so we can have leverage over this other group. Yeah, she's too important. If she gets back, then it'll be. But we can't let her business. get back. So we just need to have them think that we have her all the time. So she needs to die. Mm-hmm. He's like. Uh, that wasn't part of the contract. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna need to do it." She gets it. The terms have been renegotiated. So then he's like, "Oof," and then she's like, "Oh, what big fangs you have!" Yeah, and then she does the little Red Riding Hood thing, which is like a thing that goes throughout the movie. She like tells him the story yeah. of like Little Red Riding Hood, and of course, the actual story is the wolf being disguised as a loved one. So it's just right, which is a direct metaphor. Yeah, for their relationship for them, so. which is nice. Works out. And then so he shoots her. <laughs> yep. I guess this is also one that I think there's more movies or manga or something. Oh, that really? Expands. It might actually be like a trilogy or something of unrelated movies, maybe. Oh, nice. I'm not sure. That was just a brief thing that I, I saw. So I'm not certain about it. But I, but I think this one is also pretty well known. Not nearly on the level of like something like Akira. I've never but, heard um, of it. I know that. I've never right, heard of it yeah. until you mentioned it. But uh, it's definitely just super cool and interesting yeah and like Gotta hardcore oh yeah you know so it's it's definitely if you like that kind of hardcore stuff you fit right in with this and it's not like i don't know what the phrase would, but it's not gore for gore's sake you know it has a meaning in the story as well right yeah so it you kind of can be like oh no i watch it for the story <laughs> yeah even though you just in reality you just love watching these dudes in awesome suits just rip people right. up with giant guns but you can say no it's about ptsd and like politics yeah. but really we all know especially when he's just shooting some dude's dead body like 50 <laughs> times yeah. and he's just exploding with blood yeah well that's gin like for you like right there <laughs> yeah like right on the line uh good movie good movie next movie take a take a deep breath before you say the title here we go <gasps> godzilla mothra and King Ghidorah. Giant monsters all out attack. Nice. <gasps> you did From 2001. It. 2001, directed by <gasps> Shusuke Kaneko. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good to me. Sure. Uh, this is one of many Godzilla movies. There's many Godzilla there movies. There are a ton. This one says a reporter notorious for working on pseudo documentaries must uncover the legend of the three guardian monsters who must rise to defend Japan from the vengeful spirits within Godzilla. I will say this movie is super cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would the I gave you just a peek behind the curtain. Also this hat that I just put on right. is from the movie and nobody would ever know that unless I told them. So there you go. Right. And I just saw the movie and I didn't and, even know. Yeah. It's literally just a hat that one of the characters wears. One of the characters wears. wears. It's not important. It just, he just wears it. I don't wear it because to rep the movie, I just think it's a cool hat. It is a cool hat. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's the double kind of thing. Anyway, um, I gave you a list of three. I think I said you can watch the original Godzilla. Um, you can watch this one. You can watch Final Wars. And you picked the, the long one because I already had that one. And I could just give it to you, even though I had the original Godzilla too. Thanks to you. Um, anyway, the the thing that I like about this film that you wouldn't get because you haven't seen a lot of Godzilla movies, right? Is that a lot of it is almost like a return to form um, because Godzilla is the bad guy again. 
There's yeah, he's not uh, like yeah, he's not like. Anti-hero. I don't know what you were expecting if you were expecting Godzilla to be like a hero well, I, or an anti-hero. I, I actually was a little confused because most of the Godzilla movies I've seen, Godzilla's kind of like an anti-hero. Th- yeah, thing or on. like Shin Godzilla, where he's just kind of an animal. Yeah, you know, he's just kind of trying to like. But in this one, he's like, I'm villain. going to kill everybody. Yeah, he's going to just destroy the world. Like, yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of like. Like I said, harkens back to original Godzilla because there was a long era where, and I mean, it still goes on that, yeah, Godzilla's the protector of the Earth. Godzilla will save us, blah. And this one, they really flipped the script, especially with something like King Ghidorah, who is almost always just the world destroyer type of monster, you know? Mm-hmm. Mothra, I don't know if Mothra's ever been bad. Mothra's no, Mothra's too chill. She's nice. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love this film. And it does have little different nods to like the original film and other things going mm-hmm. on. Um, I think there's a lot to like in it if you like Godzilla. It's the reason why it's one of my I favorites. I like Godzilla. And you still liked it even though it was one of the first ones that you've seen of at least like original. Yeah, like more, more original, like the original yeah. stuff. Um, I love, 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 love the miniature stuff. Yeah, the it's miniatures so and the costumes. cool. It's amazing what they were able to do because it doesn't look that It doesn't. Bad. <laughs> it doesn't. It looks good. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'd be like this miniature work is because it like looks. It's obviously real, but you, like you can tell it's a miniature. Mm-hmm. But that's if you're like looking. Yeah, because it looks really real because it is real because it's just very small scale, very tiny. But it made to look real big, right? And it works. It does work. Um, I also like how, I guess it's just to Godzilla being evil, but in this one again, he's like brutal almost. Oh yeah, you know he doesn't pull punches ever. He's like, no, nah, I'm out to kill. It's good. And he does like spin moves. I remember one. He like jumps and like spins yeah. and like hits a dude in the face with his tail. The funniest part of the movie. He's he's like walking through the city, like crushing all these buildings. Mm. And there's this girl that's in this hospital, and her leg is up because she like broke her leg or something. And she sees Godzilla like walking towards the hospital, and she's like, "Oh, oh no, mm-hmm. Godzilla's coming!" She's like trying to get away, but she can't. And it turns out Godzilla just like walks by the building, and yeah. you're like, and she's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then you just like see, and then Godzilla's tail just, just comes out of nowhere just... and just <laughs> yeah, and just like rips the building in half. And I was just like, "That's classic." Yeah, I know. It's like in this one, yeah, he's destroying hospitals, <laughs> and they make a point of it. You know, he's doing it big time. Um, and I think that, again, like you said, the effects are like really good for what they are. Yeah. Um, I even think that the human story with like the journalist, the young female journalist and everything, it's not that bad, you know? I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's great, but compared to the rest of them, you know, like Shin Godzilla is the one with the good human story, you know? Right. Um, and also just probably the best Godzilla part too. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. (laughs) But this one being a lot more traditional, um, is like really, really up there with like just next to the original to me in my mind. Um, I think this one's fantastic. It is. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. We'll have to see. Does Godzilla do cool like kung fu moves in the other ones? Or oh, this one he does. Is this one like the most? Like, this one's spin? like the least kung fu y. Oh, because I have seen the clip of him doing like the like race like sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that clip that. on YouTube, which is very funny. Yeah, no, there's a lot of kung fu ones and some of the older ones as well. Okay, um, good. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. But yeah, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. His atomic breath seemed low key kind of weak in this one, though. I mean, you kind of gotta. <laughs> Otherwise, he's gonna win. I guess, yeah. You know, and that's not well. You're you're. Um, exposure to that has been Shin Godzilla where it's like the strongest where he yeah where he like destroys an entire city it's in a the second. strongest it's ever been and then like the legendary ones where it's also pretty strong in those too um, 
But yeah, I could say you could say that's okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. I've only probably seen like six Godzilla movies, I think. And there's I don't like think 40. so. Forty. I've seen this new one right now. The the, the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla does not count. That doesn't count as a Godzilla. They movie? make a joke about that movie in this movie. Do they really? I'm pretty sure they're like, wasn't there a Godzilla in New York? They're like, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. I might be confusing it with another one, if but that I know one doesn't one count. Fine. I've seen obviously the three new ones. So that's oh, four. Three. That's true. There's Godzilla, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. So I've seen at least four. It's five, five if you count that other one. I don't think I've seen another one. So I'm out of 40, whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, I will slowly and surely drip feed Godzilla movies to you. I will get there. You will get I there. I like them. Right, yeah. Start I haven't disliked any of them. There's definitely... a. Like a few eras that are like more like focused towards children and everything like that, so you might not like those as much. But if you just l- put them on, like, oh, look at the funny puppet, you know, <laughs> they're great. Okay. Uh, what's okay. next? Seven years after that. Seven years later, we have a movie from two thousand eight, Tokyo Sonata. Directed I'm by. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Kiyoshi Kurosawa, no relation. No relation to Akira Kurosawa. I had to make sure of that immediately. An ordinary Japanese family slowly disintegrates after its patriarch loses his job at a prominent company. Yeah. I mean, slowly it happens in like... Well, I guess it is slowly. There's like time jumps and stuff, so it is slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something that... One, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I I think this movie is incredible. Yeah. It, uh... There's definitely culture stuff going on that I had to like remind myself of. Like the notion of employment and stuff and unemployment and those unemployment lines and Mm. just the many people lying to their families about their job status and stuff because it's such like a a status thing Mm. and uh it's like heartbreaking for everybody (laughs) you know you have the father who has become unemployed and he can't find any work above like janitor you know, even right. though he was like high up. In yeah, and he's like, I was big in this company. Sales and like, this is what you yeah. got, buddy. He's like administrative, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we have mall floor cleaner. Like, okay. <laughs> you have the wife who's just feeling stuck. Like her life has no purpose. Right. She gets her driver's license and people are like, why? You don't, you aren't supposed to leave the house. Yeah. It's like, you, know? you need to be a wife. And it's like, oh shit. Well, somebody please pull me up. And, um. You have the mm-hmm. eldest son right. who is like, I guess, disillusioned with like his country on a certain aspect because um, he joins the American military because he's like, oh, the American military is who's truly protecting Japan mm-hmm. and everything. So he joins them. And then you have the youngest son who's, you know, like 12 or whatever. And he is trying to find his passion like through piano playing. But his parents like. His dad specifically. His dad specifically. Is like, no, can't play the piano. And his his reasoning, which was so great because it was so stupid, was like, I said no the first time, so now I can't ever go back on it. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming that that's got to be a deeper rooted, you know, cultural thing mm-hmm. of that sort of like feeling of authority and a patriarch, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he goes. He, he potentially th- threw his son down the stairs <laughs> over he, it. He did. Yeah, you know. He didn't fall. So he he definitely took it like way, way, way too far. Um, I thought he was going to die. Can I say, I thought the oh, kid yeah? was going to die. You were like, he's dead. He's I was done. Like, or he's like paralyzed. And <laughs> right. I was like, wow. Dark he can turn. only move his fingers <laughs> and play the piano. 
Um, but yeah, you have you have a long scene of just them having secrets. Everyone has secrets going around behind everybody's back. I mean, the eldest son's barely in the movie. He's yeah, like so yeah. detached from even his family. He's like, oh, I don't even need you to sign off for me to go to the army. I can just get a company to do it for me. Yeah. You know? He's that detached from the idea of the family. And the stupid kid won't eat his mom's donuts ever because he's too busy with the piano. Right, yeah. He finds a keyboard that, that doesn't work. Yeah. But he, like, still can, like, obviously he press the buttons, but it doesn't make any noise. But he, Because like, he's, like, a, he takes lessons in secret and he's, like, a prodigy. Yeah, know? he uses the mom's l- money he gives him for lunch for at lunch, school yeah. and he takes lessons. Here's the interesting thing to me, which, you know, I don't know what you thought of it, but we don't see him play piano until the end. Nope. So we see him like fake be like doing it on the the thing. thing. But Um, so there was a split second at the end when eventually they go to a piano recital where I was like, or a piano like tryouts thing for a school where I was like, what if he sucks? And like the dad was right. What if he goes like hot cross buns? buns." And it's like, oh, wait, that lady was just trying to get cash because she was like, oh, your son's so good. Yeah. Uh, just for a split second, I was like, that would make this movie like the funniest comedy yeah. I've oh ever gosh. seen. Cause, yeah, because there's a part where um, they find out that he's been taking these piano lessons because they received this letter mm. that the lesson lady is like, he needs to be in this like recital because this yeah, dude your son's he is super like talented. a genius piano player. And he's like, the dad is like, that's bullshit mm-hmm. stuff that they say. He's yeah. like, you're not actually that good. And the kid is like, ah. And I'm guessing it's like insecurity of him losing his job, being like, my son can't be better than yeah. me. Blah, and then blah, blah. the worst part is in that he's like, I can't believe you like lied and like did this behind our back. He's like, that's the worst thing that a person can do is lie, lie and keep things from their family when literally he's doing that the, the whole, whole time. Um, yeah. And then he throws his son down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Well, he tried to catch him. <laughs> yeah. What okay. does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he does that. And the wife's like, holy shit, call an ambulance. Um, and then a weird thing happens. On a the f- hu- there's a huge switch up in like the third act. Yeah. It's like parasite levels. It's like, very switch up. strange. I don't know where. Um, there's a robbery. <laughs> yes. The wife is home alone and a guy comes in with his knife and he's like, where's the money? And she's like, bro, there's no money. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, let's come drive me in this car I stole. She's like, I did just get my license. Right, because he's so stupid because he, like, runs outside and he hears the cops. So he comes back in, but he takes his mask off. Yeah. And he's, like, sitting right next to the wife that he, like, tied mm-hmm. up. And he's like, okay, time to leave. He's like, shit. He's like, she's seen me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which, actually, I was afraid it was going to get a lot darker because I was like, is he going to be like, she can't be left behind? Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, this isn't going there, is it? <laughs> no, and he's like, drive me. Yeah. She's like, hold on. I need to go to the mall first. <laughs> right. And he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> And he, she runs into her husband there, who she already actually found out and already knew that he was unemployed yeah. because she'd seen him at like the the food give out line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just literally runs away from her. Yeah, he just runs away. Just he doesn't bolts. say anything. He, no, he says no. Yeah, <laughs> no, and he just runs away in his orange jumpsuit, and he ends up just like falling asleep in like a gutter somewhere. He gets hit by a car. Well, he, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. He's just still falls asleep in the gutter after that. <laughs> right, yeah. He's laying there. Um, and uh, the, the wife, wife <laughs> is just like, okay, let's go to this shack, I guess. I'll take you there with you and your knife. And they go to the shack, and she's like, listen, you're not a failure. I know that you failed and you're unemployed, and you also failed at robbing me. But it's not all bad. <laughs> 
And she's like, just stay, just, you know, stay with me. And then he gets, well, she falls asleep and he gets in the car and he, he, he drives into the ocean and dri- kills himself. Drives into the ocean. Because you don't see it, but you see when she the wakes up in marks. the morning, there's track marks of the car that just go straight into the yeah, ocean. Yeah. So, so you're, like, you're oh, just okay. like, wow, okay, that was more effective than I thought it would be. And then the wife proceeds to have like an existential epiphany where she's on like, the beach. She's walking on the beach and it's very dark. Mm. She's just kind of like walking on the beach, but then it just starts getting like really, really bright, bright. And she just kind of like looks up and, and she's, she's like, like, is that a star or whatever? And then cut. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Then uh-huh. the little kid ran away at this point also. Yeah. He runs uh, away with like with his, his buddy. Friend. Yeah. And eventually he has an, av- his buddy has an asthma attack and he's like, okay, we got to call it quits, I guess. Yeah. And he goes back home and his home's just trash. Well, he goes to prison. Oh, he does go to prison. I forgot. He spends the night in jail. He gets arrested. That's true. They're like, if you won't tell us where you live, we have to try you as, a, we have to do it as an adult because we mm. have no choice. And he doesn't say anything. Eventually the guy's like, ah, oh, forget it. He, snuck in like to the bus or whatever it's like forget yeah. it so he just goes home he just goes home and he walks into the trashed house and he just sits down and starts eating yeah that like house is like the robber's just like rifling through stuff he's like oh okay <laughs> the wife comes home the mom and it's like do you want something to eat and he's like yeah yeah they just kind of go about their thing yeah so. they all have these like crazy nights yeah and then they just all come home in the morning and uh i forget no, it was a dream that the mom had about the son where he had, like, PTSD. Yeah, where he comes home and he's like, I killed so many people. Right, yeah. But that was just a dream that the mom ended up having. Right. Um, but I do believe the news report that said that they wouldn't be deployed was real life at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End. Yeah. And the end, end of the movie is they're all dressed up and they go to this, you know, entrance test that's watched by all the parents and all the teachers of this, like, prestigious school. And... Uh, little boy, whatever his name was, you know, gets up there and he plays Claire de Lune and it's beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, I, I, most people know, even if you don't know it by like name, Claire de Lune, like ba, if you heard ba, it, you know it. Ba, 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 and it ba. is unbelievable. Ba, ba, ba. It really was like a great recording of it. And I was like, wow. He's like amazing. Song. The song was definitely obviously doing a lot of heavy lifting there too. But I was just like, I was getting, I was like, wow, this little boy's really good at playing the piano. Yeah. And the parents were like tearing up, obviously, and everything. And me. Right. Well, yeah. And everybody in the audience as well. Yeah. It really was the perfect song um, just to be like, the, the song is what the movie was. Listen to the song. That's the whole movie. You yeah. Know? So it's just at the end recapping everything and being like, ah, things were sad, but maybe they'll get better. Maybe. Maybe. Depends how you look at it. So, yeah, and then he plays, and everyone's like, they he don't play like the full song. Yeah, it's like five minutes, yeah. and you're like uh, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just and they like walk up, and they just take him, they just walk away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, everyone like kind of watches him. They all like turn their heads, yeah. and like watch him as he walks out. Yeah. Um, one weird thing. What was up with the credits? What was up with the credits? During the credits, it was just like noises, like. Oh yeah, like like yeah, but like moving bags or like changing, like it was just weird noises, and I was like, "What is this?" Weird. Oh, I just realized that possibly could fit into a potential theory I have. What is your theory? It was so all a dream. This, this is like, I don't know if it this was is like, all a dream by the woman in the hospital from the Godzilla movie. Okay, <laughs> could be. Could be. I thought about this. I don't know if I'm just like thinking too hard because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. I thought this movie was like really fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was great. So I was really thinking about it after I was done crying. Mm. And I was like, what if 
the mom and the dad are dead. At like they both like when the dad get hit, gets hit by the car, oh, he dies. Okay. And when the mom is like laying, she like lays in the ocean, like lets the waves like mm-hmm. crash over. She drowns. just drowns yeah. and dies. Okay. And that's kind of what like the her walking on the beach moment is. Mm-hmm. Is like her like dying. Yeah, sure. Bright light. The kid lives, obviously. And the older brother and older brother's off in wherever. I mean he might die out there, so who knows? Um I don't know. And then obviously the kid is like, Well, my family's dead. Mm-hmm. I can still play piano. Yeah. So he plays his amazing piano and then he like imagines his parents like being there. Yeah. With him to like commemorate this great thing he's finally done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense, but I don't know. I just always thought about that. But then you talked about the, mm-hmm. and this is stupid. This doesn't make sense, but I was like, oh, that could fit in. It could be like them like picking up their bodies and zipping up the body back. I mean, I guess yeah, it could be that. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, the the piano teacher could have like adopted him. Yeah, because she's know? there too. Because she is there and she watches too. I was actually expecting a little bit more out of her character, but really it was fine. Like mm-hmm. she didn't need more, but just because I felt like I thought they were setting up something, but that they weren't. Um, so th- that's completely possible that the piano, you know what? In my mind, I'm going to say piano teacher adopts the kid after prison. So, and, wow, you're on board with me. Yes, I'm totally on board. And this is the only correct reading now. And the older brother died in the war. He probably did. So that is my, that's how I think this movie goes. Interesting. But uh, that's okay, because sometimes, you know, when your family dies or is otherwise removed, You become successful. Become successful, or maybe you find a new family, and it's happy. The family you choose, like Vin Diesel, like Dominic Toretto. Or like the next movie we'll talk about. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. Which is from 2018, a full decade later. 2018. Uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, right? Yep. It um, is Shoplifters. Interesting. Yeah, Shoplifters is the movie. Um, it's got an interesting flavor text here. For Ooh, the let's thing. hear it. A family of small-time crooks take in a child they find outside in the cold. Yeah. Yes, that does happen. I don't know if that's a good, like... Well, I think thing, it might though. be good just because... I don't know how much you'd want revealed about... I guess. The yeah. dynamics are kind of revealed as you watch the movie, you know? Uh-huh. That is kind of true. I guess it's not terrible. So this is an this is just a family of misfits, outcasts, like failures, sort of. You know, yeah. If you want to view them that way, they live in this really tiny house, like behind a bush. Mm-hmm. Like you basically can't even see them. It's like a shack. Yeah. Um. They live together. There's like, what? There's four of them plus the grandma mm. plus the kid. So there's six of them, and then seven counting the new kid. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Six or seven. Maybe six. Yeah, I think six, actually. Anyway, so they're just chilling. They they shoplift. That's their thing because yeah. they're not very... They don't have a lot of money, so they shoplift food. And when they shoplift food, they do a fun little thing with their mm. fingers. They're like this and... Got little like signs to say, like, oh, yeah, grab it, whatever. And they're good at it. They're pretty they got like They got the things where they're, like, just, you know, chilling, browsing, mm. walk right in front of the other person. The other person yeah. knocks something off, falls in the bag. What? Nothing Easy. happened. Nothing happened. Very styled. Um, yeah, and then they're just walking outside one day, and there's this kid just, like, outside. Yeah, in, like, the cold. Adorable. Like, maybe the cutest 
little girl ever. Pretty dang cute. Unbelievably cute. And they're like, yo, like, you okay? And she's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm like three years old. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, hey, you want to go eat? And she's like, sure. <laughs> she's like, why not? Um, you basically find out that um, the her specifically the little girl, her parents were just they were there, uh, yeah, but, but they like just abusive. like abusive, neglectful. They're not good parents. Very bad. Very very bad. Like it like hurt to watch because she's literally so young mm-hmm. that it's like she doesn't even like understand yeah, that you're and, being that mean. Yeah, and you can hear like right at the beginning when they find her, you can hear like the parents like yelling in the house, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I didn't even want to have her in the first place, right. but you made me," or like yeah. something like that, and it's just like okay. Yeah, so this this whole kind of group, they're kind of they're like a found family, you know, because mm-hmm. um, the one kid is also like a orphaned kid, right? Mm-hmm. The little boy, and uh, it, well, well, okay, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, and then the eventually, well, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, you rewatch this. You take you take this. Okay, so basically, they just kind of chill with the girl, and they mm-hmm. just kind of teach her like what they know, like. Um, you know, just kind of, they live with her or whatever. And the parents of the girl, like the actual parents of the girl, they don't ever file like a police report or anything. Cause yeah. they're like, Hey, she's gone. Right. Wonderful. Hooray. Um, so the next like hour and a half of the movie is just kind of happy. Like them just kind of living like, mm-hmm. yeah, they have some like tough moments, but it's nothing and like terrible. They still do a little bit of crime. Yeah. yeah. They, they shoplift a little bit. They kind of teach the girl how to shoplift. I remember they bit. teach her how to like break into a car. Like they teach how to break into a car at a certain point. Yeah. Like and they just kind of, you know, do some bad stuff. They're having fun. They're bonding as a family. Mm-hmm. Then they, there's this big moment where they go to the beach mm-hmm. and they have a lovely time and it's very beautiful. And the grandma is like, this is great. My life is awesome. She and then she dashes dies. some sand on herself. She's like, She's oh like, no, I'm old. I'm really old. And then like the next scene dead. She dies. And no, the thing is that nobody knows. Everyone thinks that the grandma lives like alone there no one knows that all these people live with her so when she dies they're like oh shoot yeah we're just gonna like bury her right here in the (laughs) backyard which is like the little tiny thing yeah so they like dig a hole like in their house and they like bury her or whatever but then the kids the two kids run away to like do whatever Mm. and they're shoplifting and the the boy is like you know what I'm going to steal these oranges right in front yeah. of these people. And props to the the workers mm-hmm. or the worker. Here, he, this dude chases this kid so far. If I worked at a grocery store and a kid took some oranges, like, oranges? I would be like, "Really? See you later, kid." He chases, doesn't he chase him like off a bridge? He like, chases him so far and they eventually get him surrounded on a bridge yeah. and the kid like jumps off the bridge mm-hmm. and then you see the oranges like spill everywhere like, "Oh my, he's dead." <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. He no, breaks his leg, but he gets caught, and eventually that leads to the rest of the family getting mm-hmm. caught as they're trying to like escape. And then the last twenty minutes of the movie is just despair and yeah. sadness. There's a scene where like the the kids taken out on the bus, and the guys following like ah, <laughs> and you know and yeah, that's just, like the very end. That's that's like the very end. Yeah, yeah, because I remember they take the mom and dad like into like interrogation or whatever, and. A line that really stuck with me is like, how did you feel like, you know, teaching children like how to steal? It's like, why did you do that? Like, it's, it's, the like, only thing. it's the only thing I know. Like, yeah. what else am I going to teach them? You know? And I thought that was like a great moment in the film, like, especially at the timing and everything. Mm. And the little girl. Oh my gosh. It's so freaking sad. Oh my gosh. 
we'll get to the ending in a second. But <laughs> yeah. the one part that really got me the second time was they're interviewing the wife because the one dude and the other girl are actually like man and Ma- wife. Yes, married. Yeah. Um, they're like interviewing her, and they were like, "We know because she like murdered her other husband mm-hmm. like earlier in like life." Was she also like? A baron, or am I misremembering? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she can't have kids. Yeah. And they're like, we know you can't have kids. So why'd you kidnap this girl, or mm. whatever? And she, they were basically like, we didn't really kidnap her. She just kind of like lived with us, mm. or like whatever. We she could have left anytime yeah, she wanted to. Um, but and then she was like, you do this because you can't be a mother. And then she's basically like, she was like do you have to be able to give birth to be a mother? Right. It's and like just giving birth to someone doesn't make you a mother. And she was like, just because you give birth doesn't mean you're a mom. Mm. And the other lady's like, well, you have to. And she was like, and then she starts like crying. And there's like a long part where she's like wiping away like a lot of tears. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is really yeah. powerful. And she was like, okay. And then of course that juxtaposed with what the little girl going back to her mother, mm-hmm. you know, where the, I don't know if that is the scene that's right at the end, but I just remember her like, this like grown woman, the mom of this, the mom of this like three year old, being like, "Oh, come here, I have like a snack for you," and just planning on beating the shit out of her if she like gets within arm's reach. Mm. And the little girl is like, "Wants the snack, you know, because she's yeah. three. And it's just like, ah, that's terrible. And then the very end is the girl's like playing, and it's cute because she's doing like a, playing a little game with herself that she learned with the family. Mm. And so she's playing that little game with herself that she learned with like her found family. And then she like gets up and she like looks over like the ledge of like their porch or whatever. And she's like looking towards where they were living yeah. at. And then she just kind of like looks out and then the movie just ends. Yeah. And it's just like she's stuck in the it's like rip my heart out and very, very drop sad. it in the blender. Because it just it just ends. It just ends and you're like, there's nothing happy about this out. There's one, I guess one the kid, the the boy. He kind of gets like he be like starts yeah. living in an orphanage, and the dad is like, "Hey, you can go find your your actual parents mm. because you find out that they kind of actually stole him from like a car." Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, we just kind of took you from this car," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Whoa, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. deep." Um, and then obviously there's the part where he's like, the kid is like, "I stole, I got caught with the oranges on purpose because mm-hmm. he like wanted it to end or whatever." And then he gets on the bus, and the part you're thinking of where the dad is like chasing him yeah and he's like not looking back yeah yeah and you're like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. but then after the dad like stopped chasing he like looks back and then he mouths dad it's the first time he ever calls him dad in the whole movie and you're like dang the whole movie is literally designed to make you cry at the end somewhere it's it's like which one's gonna get the last 20 minutes is so brutal yeah it's a very fun experience yeah (laughs) but it's so great it's such a great movie i would very much recommend it and i would say you know they say like movies like dune um, <laughs> what <laughs> you need to see them in a movie theater, you know, I yeah. would say shoplifters, you have to see in a movie theater that's shaped like a hallway. Right. It's just the only going to talk about our experience. In the that's watching. it. It's over. Right. It was what? Like four seats on the left, two seats on the right. Like it, it was, was a weird theater. Like we it was a plain in. cockpit, like, or, you know, yeah, whatever. It was weird. And it was just like a screen at the top and it was long and skinny. It was very strange. I, I appreciated that experience. It was nice. I thought it, was it was very great. It was very special. Yeah, it was. No one else really could have experienced it like that. Mm-hmm. Except it was like seven people that were in the theater. Mm-hmm. If that I wasn't very busy. Right. But, but it was yeah. cool. Yeah, this movie outrageously sad. We were waiting on shoplifters for like a while. I remember. We were hyped for this. Yeah, we were like shoplifters, shoplifters. And it was 
I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was exactly what we expected. Right. Because we came out of it like to tears. We were like, I'm glad I waited. Uh, yeah, it was really great. You know, really good you know, stuff all around. But obviously when you're not watching it, you can be like, yeah, that's a really, really mm. just emotional movie. Yeah. Man, that the second time, the mom part where she's like, you just have to, you have to have a baby to be a mom. I was right, like, yeah. whoa, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. so true. Yeah. Um, she was like, that doesn't make you a mom. And I was like, you're a mom to me. <laughs> right. And it's interesting. I like that, in my memory at least, the investigators or whoever it was weren't necessarily portrayed as like villains. You know, mm. they weren't made out to be like evil and mean. They're just like, this is how things are. It's like, you did a bad thing. You yeah. Know? It wasn't like they were like, we're going to destroy you, which I appreciated the like realisticness mm-hmm. of that. You yeah. Know? I like that. Great movie. Phew. We did it. We did do it. We did all of it. Um, that, that was all of our, our spotlight films of the, of the episode. And that was it. The ones that we wanted to talk about. Well, there was another one, but the, yeah, let's let's mention it. Why not? So there's a movie called The Taste of Tea, which I very much wanted to see very badly. Mm. And funny enough, this movie is like a comedy, <laughs> right? Light, which would have been a nice fun. little lighthearted in the middle of all this terrible stuff that we've been talking about. So I bought the movie because the movie is like not on any streaming service. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. So I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Whatever, mm. I buy it. I put it in my PlayStation. Uh, region locked. It's region locked. What yeah. the heck? Didn't read the fine print. Getting it every time. So we couldn't watch it. Yeah. I I mean, uh, we should probably invest in like a, a different region Blu-ray player or something. Because yeah. I'm sure there's other I films I would like to that, see that movie. Yeah, that would be nice. I would also like to see that movie. So um, if we can make that happen, let's make it happen. So yeah. Anyway, so that would have been the last one, but whatever. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, this was just, you know... It's not that many movies that we just talked about. There's a ton of movies from all countries, you know? So whenever we next bring out that spinner, maybe we'll keep Japan off of it next time we use the spinner. If you remember that last episode, how we decided. Yeah, we did the the spinny wheel. Maybe we'll keep it off the next time, but next time after that, we could put it back on and uh, spin it, and we could do ten more films or nine more films from uh, right. <laughs> Japan that we want to talk about, you know? Uh, or whatever country. This is d- definitely a spotlight that we'll have a part two at some point. Yeah. I feel. We love foreign films. Yeah, for real. Did you, did you watch them all dubbed, I assume? Dubbed. Uh, actually, Jinro was dubbed because there was no oh, sub available. Interesting. For, uh, on Amazon. There was like no dub. Oh, Amazon. Or, yeah. There's no sub. I was like, that's weird. Usually Amazon yeah, always has. That but, is strange. I, but I will be honest, the dub was pretty good for Jinro. And I'm usually I'm not like a dub hater, mm. but like the sub is ninety nine percent of the time better. It's it's how it was designed, you know. But uh, the dub was pretty pretty solid for Gene Rowe. I won't good. lie, it was pretty good. That's good. Uh, so you, we gotta move on. It's time for the reviews of the week. Reviews of the week. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What do you got for us? I, I'm really excited for the reviews of the week. Cultural Mindset Clash, 1 out of 10. Having watched the film and read the reviews that focused on the intended metaphor, I still could not... I still could not but feel annoyed at how he gave up trying to escape and accepted his fate. I cannot but compare what I might have done in the same predicament as the one he found himself in. <laughs> 
I would have totally focused on escaping until I did escape, and by getting to the beach and following the shoreline, then I would return with a backup crew and lay my vengeance on those kidnappers for holding me hostage to teach them that there is a price to pay for wrongdoing. There is a Zen thing going on, which the entomologist guy embraced in the end, but that isn't my culture or mindset. <laughs> you give it a one out of ten. One the woman out, in the dunes. One out of ten for the woman in the dunes. Um, do they watch every movie like that? They're just like, that's not what I would do. Do so. they watch Love Simon and go, I simply would not be homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how they are at the end. Oh, that's funny. This is not my culture. <laughs> this is not my culture. <laughs> that's really, really a stupid review. I know. <laughs> Uh, mine's a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? They loved it. 10 out of 10. You simply must not masturbate to understand this. <laughs> you need to be ethical enough to really appreciate this movie. That's the whole review. So what which movie you think masturbating needs to be off the table for for proper watching? No masturbating. None. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's one of the ones I picked, just so you know. None, mm. nothing, not even once. Not, not once. You can not be jerking the gherkin. It, you cannot be spanking the monkey. You cannot be uh, pulling the bishop, one-eyed bishop, and eternal knight. dreams. Yes, ah, <laughs> it was dreams. so good. I'm so good. Let's go. You simply mustn't. <laughs> I don't know where they got that from. Uh... I know it's hard to resist the urge during dreams, but hey, it's called dreams, not wet dreams. Okay. <laughs> That's a J. Cole song. Okay. It is. Sure. <laughs> anyway. Any who? Any who? Any what, really? When? Anyhow. Where? At. Hey, did you know <laughs> that you could email us? Okay. I didn't know what you were going for there. At where? You said where? At the Stagler oh, Pod. Yeah. The Stagler Pod at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. You know the things, emails, and the questions, suggestions, whatever you want. questions, compliments, whatever you need. The staglerpod at gmail.com. Very cool. We have one coming in that says, uh, "Well, the MPA and Hayes Code, the dashly rules that rates our beloved movies on a scale from G to R, and gives us our do's and don'ts of filming. Well, it's actually G to NC seventeen, but I get you. <laughs> I just, I gotta throw in the corrections, you know, because I don't want people to be uninformed. Right. They, I mean, NC seventeen. That's like porn yeah they are two of the most influential things done to the film industry i was wondering if you guys would ever do a show tackling the rating system like movies that should have been a different rating cough carnage cough yeah we hey that's about what we were talking about and maybe a look at pre-code hollywood and talk about its long-term effect on how movies were made back then and still influenced by today i think you two would have some really good takes on it thanks for the show happy labor day oh, happy labor happy day labor day um you know we work really hard so labor day is like Absolutely. our holiday yeah. uh, no we- podcast on labor day yeah, no, no podcast on Labor Day. It's just too much work. <laughs> Way too much. You don't understand. Um, yeah, we. That is an interesting show. idea for the show. Is a very interesting idea for show, and I think that's something we can definitely jot down. And Absolutely. Do in the future. Um, when you talk about stuff like the Hayes Code, it was so insanely pervasive. So they one of the rules. It's been a while since I actually read the whole like rundown. But one of the rules, this was from like, I want to say like 1930 to 1960 was like when the Hayes Code was like a thing. And I could be off, but it's about there. And one of the things was like no sexual deviancy allowed in films. 
And it was made partly just, I think, because there's like criticisms from people about like the lifestyle of Hollywood and stuff. And that was like part of the reason. Um, and just other cultural things being like, oh, we need to purify the nation. So no sexual deviancy. Do you want to guess some of the things that means? Just tell me. Okay. No interracial relationships. That's sexual deviancy. Cool. No homosexuality. That's easy. Of one. course. Um, I think women weren't allowed to be pregnant in during this because that was, I, I don't know. Okay. So it's basically anything that they were like, I don't quite like that. They could be like, oh, sexual deviancy and just put it off. And it was also a thing with crime where they're like, no crime can be shown on screen. If somebody does a crime, they have to do it off camera or something. Very nice. Know? Or you could never tell someone like how to do a crime. It has to, you know, like be totally not just referenced, not actually like shown. And it was a ton of stuff that goes into that, which has had an effect, you know, long lasting, especially looking back on these characters, like a lot of characters at the time, if we talk about the homosexual being like obviously gay coded, you know, where it's like, oh, this character is obviously gay, but they're not because the movie wouldn't have been able to get made. So they have to be. I mean, we talked about Lawrence of Arabia, even that where it's like, okay, there's something going on here, but they can't actually say anything about it because it was in the middle of the, or it would have been the later of the Hays Code like era. Right. Um, but stuff like that. It'd definitely be an interesting thing to have a full episode on and maybe talk about some more landmark stuff and the changes that had to be made. Um, it's definitely something we could look into. But yeah, thank you for the... That was great. That was great. Email. For the email. 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 Okay, guys. That does it for the show. For now. Yeah. We, um, I just, next episode, I just we saw our a, next spotlight. We have a great, we have a great it's spotlight. It's fantastic. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. You know, you can obviously see our thought process when we say this next spotlight. Next episode, episode 38, right, uh, is going to be the best land-based vehicle collisions. Yep. You heard it. <laughs> so, we, so we <laughs> originally, okay, originally we wanted to call it best car crashes, but then we're like, well, what about trucks? You know, yeah. what about boats that are like being towed by a truck? Stuff like that. We said, ATVs. Okay, ATVs, you know, motorcycles. That's a big one. Akira. Hello. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So, best land-based vehicle collisions in film. Um, just picking out some random ones, I guess. Just cool ones. I already got a few in mind. Oh, yeah. It should be a fun, just random hodgepodge episode. I'm certain the movies are going to be, like, from here to there, genre, oh, you know, yeah. quality even. So, question. Quick question. Okay, question. Land-based vehicle would... If a plane is on the ground, it counts. Okay, so Tenet is on board. Tenet is on board for this. Okay. It's as long as the vehicle is on land, it counts. But boats in the water or cars that turn into boats in the water does not count. Okay. Planes that take off on the water, not allowed. Gotcha. Has to be land-based. Cool. If a wheel's touching ground, it will be found on the next episode of The Stack. <laughs> nice. Good one. <laughs> okay, guys. We'll see you then. Been a lot of fun. Uh, had a lot of time doing this. Learned a little about each other and our dreams. We learned, yeah. We, we deep dove. Guys, you know what would be interesting? If you guys have had any cool dreams, why don't you just go ahead and comment them or send an email even. We'd yeah. love to hear that. If you Drop got in the comments. Add us on Twitter. Add us on Twitter, Do yeah, whatever. for sure. At um, underscore Nictionary for you and at MervillianYT for me if you're or watching the video. at the Stagler, the underscore Stagler. And you can find both of our uh, socials there as well. Also. In the bio area, I suppose. Yes. But yeah, that'll do it for this time, guys. 
See you later. Sayonara.